Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Cinematic Savant's back in the building. How's everybody feeling? Doing all right, man. All right. Yeah. Hanging in there. I'm surrounded by a room full of light skin, so I'm a little bit out of number right now. <laughs> too, too no many, exaggeration. Too many yellows in here. That's fine. Uh, all right. We got a Puerto Rican. We got a Dominican. Then we got my half black son. Oh, oh, happy belated birthday, son. Happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. Uh, yeah. 16 years. Feeling old as hell. Ryan, how you been doing this past week, man? Everything all right with you? I'm still breathing. It's, it's, I've had worse in my life. Sean? You ain't sneak off to no casino this past no, weekend no. trying to get your money back. No, I didn't. I hadn't. I didn't do much this last weekend. My dad's at the casino right now as firekeeper. So yeah, uh, you yeah. ever think y'all might need an intervention? We might need an intervention. I, I think mean, not so. at a casino. Yeah, I mean, like outside the casino, <laughs> yeah. like when y'all walking out sad, you got your little cup of coins that y'all just finally left I, with. I, re- like, hey. I really think it's just the fact that you can win money. It's hard to turn away, you know. And it's it's not much for him to do. He's the retired, so he can just go anytime he wants. But yeah. Sometimes I feel like, damn, I need them to call this number that they'd be talking about, that 1-800-GAMBLER or whatever the hell, because... They put that on the side of do. the machines, they like, do, hey, yeah. you feel like you have a problem, I, please give us a call. I'm not quite there yet, but I can see how you can easily get there, so... Yeah. They always tell you gamble responsibly, but what's the responsible gambling amount for somebody who don't just take, has, like, disposable income? I guess they mean, like, don't put your mortgage up for it or your car payments and stuff. Don't be gambling. Those things that you need to live, you know, so or your, the food for the month or the, or the kids' tuition. Don't gamble those things. That's what people do. They take out second house uh, mortgages and stuff to go gamble with it. Go to Vegas with 200 grand and lose it, you know oh. what I mean? So... Yeah, so they should just do like a you know how they do like a credit check. If you get a card, they might also just do like a gambler's check when you go yeah. in there. <laughs> like, all right, let me, let me let me protect you from you. You allowed to spend seven hundred dollars yeah. right now. Anything else more than that, then you're obviously you're going to have a divorce, right. man. Your, your yeah. kids ain't going to have like a house over there. Oh. It's just like it's so much stuff that can go in there. They should probably like look into that for the future because people can't be leaving there just. Trying to go to the buffet, man, right. sad as shit, man. But thinking get, that they lost all their money. But they won't get paid. You know what I mean? They're here to take your money, you know. Like they say, get Vegas is built to one on losers, not the winners. So uh, I'm about to say, isn't yeah. like isn't there like a really big homeless like uh bad. rate in uh Vegas? Very bad. It's very bad. And it's sad to see a lot of big cities have that issue, but it's just like right there in front of you. They don't care, they ask for big money. Hey man, you got twenty bucks? 20 Damn, bucks, you 20, know what I mean? Like, just take whatever I give you. Yeah, exactly. really, but they won't. You know what I mean? They will, but they would prefer the bigger bucks. You know what I mean? They, they, um, they're, they're just, it's just sad to see. But, yeah, they're very, very uh, it's a huge population of homeless there. So. No, it's too hot to be homeless there. That dog. Sheesh. I'm about so. to say, Floyd, Floyd Mayweather live out there. Maybe he can't just build, like, a homeless shelter for them. And you would think, but it's so many homeless. It's this whole community as it is, you know. So It's tough. Can't help everybody, you know. So, and uh-huh. then people will go right back to drugs. They'll go right back to negligence. You give them five hundred dollars, they go buy five hundred dollars instead of food. They go buy five hundred dollars worth of drugs. You see what I'm saying? So, how can you help these people? You know, they would prefer to go, you know, catch, catch up on their habit and their food or or water or shelter. You know. So. All right. Well, my drug of choice is movies. Yeah, movies and television. We all have a vice. I got to get back to yeah. that. Actually. That used to be my only drug. What? Movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, I used to get just get high off of movies. Um, well, you need to see a really good movie to get a high off of it. True. You true. got a lot of mid out there right now. A lot of mid. That's the damn problem. So I, is this a mid-year for you guys? You think this is just a mid-year for movies? We're a little bit over the halfway point. For me, it has been a bit of a mid-year. And that's kind of sad to say. Because mm-hmm. there were some movies that I was expecting to be like a lot better. But they kind of fell short. Eh. 
there's still a few ones like this one right here because we watching Guardians of the Galaxy right now. <laughs> this one, not even a pleasant surprise, but I thought this was actually a really good one because I was yeah, expecting was this too. one at the very least to be a really good Marvel release. A lot of other stuff has been kind of like eh, a little bit disappointing. The Scream movie was a good one. That was one that I do remember that'll probably make my top ten by the end of the year. The latest Scream one that they made. You think so? I like that one. The one where they was, was in New York. Disappointed in that so much. I, I wanted so much more from that latest screen. No, I re- I enjoyed myself because I thought like at the very least the opening was had a really good twist. That might the, be the way that they started outside I was like, of I, the first one. This was the Scream Six that just came out. Or seven was it seven? I gotta think about it. I, I think it's six. I'm pretty sure it's six. Yeah, you might be right. I think outside the first one, this probably had the best opening. And yeah, I'm putting that above. No, the I like the second episode. one because they killed Jada. <sighs> That but was that, that was pretty ballsy. But Those Jada two was um, they were like two pretty, they were like two A listers at the time. Ha- so nobody hated killing Jada them at the at beginning was not as shocking as Drew Barrymore getting killed in the first one. But it still shocked the hell out of me the way that they killed them in the movie theater. It, it was it, it was great. That was one of my best theater going experiences ever. I seeing Scream one and two in the theater was an absolute blast. Uh, people, uh, yeah, they were they loved that freaking movie. Packed house, nothing but laughter, jump. It, yeah, those those are great experiences. So I, I understand. I, Scream one gets the nod for me just because it was so new at the time, and I didn't know what I was walking into. Neither did the rest of the audience, for that matter. So it, it just felt fresher than Scream two. And if I Scream two was just trying to top the first one by having that shocking element. That, well, that's that's why I give it that nod. But, well, if something works, yeah. You want to keep doing the same thing that you've been doing. Don't break something if it ain't you know broken. You don't. No, definitely not. But you gotta you gotta be fresh. I, I do. We're sitting here watching Guardians of the Galaxy three. MCU has a freshness problem. They got a lot. They're, of they're being very formulaic at this point, and they they really do need to find some freshness and t- take a little bit more risk. And I, it, it will happen eventually. It's um, yeah. After that 2020 mess with COVID and the world changing as it did, um, there's a lot of businesses re- trying to re- refine their footing. And I have faith as long as Kevin Feige's involved. Now I don't know what Kevin Feige's going to do, but I do trust that Feige is going to right this ship eventually. I hope so because they have a really big problem since Endgame, and this it hasn't gotten any better <laughs> since then. They have a few movies in here that made me think, like, damn, man, they're, they're starting to get their footing back. But then again, it's like they, it's like they trip, fall, and just they, they fall down the stairs. Like it, <laughs> it, it bothers me at this point. It's like sometimes I think they got it figured out. They started having like a DC problem. I think that's what it is. They have a DC problem. Now. No, don't put them in. No, that boat. they have a DC problem because there's no cohesion in these storylines. The first, the first stage of like a Marvel is supposed to be about the Infinity Stones. Can either one of y'all tell me what the hell this this stage is about? It was supposed to be about the multiverse and and yeah. Thanos. I mean, um, uh, Kane uh, the Conqueror. Kane, thank you. Yes, that's what was supposed to be it. And not all of them have that in their storyline. It's like they're skipping all over the place. They lost traction. That's laziness. We Just have put- to do a whole new. We have to do a whole episode for that one right there. We got we got to break that one down. But yeah, it definitely is something like that. They just don't have any cohesion. It's like all the writers are on different pages. For every last one of their projects, they're not even trying to link their stuff into other stuff. And and that was the magic that Marvel had. Like they always had like something that lets you into a new project, or they linked you into another one where you was like looking forward to the future projects. 
This one right now, this feels like a bunch of independent projects that aren't really linking to one another. Well, it's kind of a convoluted mess at this point if I really go into it. But we got a, you know, we got a whole lot of stuff to cover on this podcast. So, you know, sorry for the sidetrack. In case you haven't noticed that we're very passionate about Marvel projects, Ryan especially because he's pretty much a <laughs> the same person when it comes to breaking down like cinema. So we're gonna have to say that one for a new whole new episode. Let's not get sidetracked with this one, Ryan. <laughs> if you don't mind, can you lead us off with standing ovation this week? Sure. Who, who are we gonna represent? Absolutely. I'm gonna. Uh, I think. Two weeks in a row, we're going to do my stand ovation for a person who's passed. And the director of The Exorcist passed away yesterday. Oh, yeah. I just saw that that the other day. Rest in peace. Stand ovation to William Freakin. Uh, Died Monday, August 7th at at the age of 87. Uh, He was close to reaching the age of 88. And uh, this is a big one. Uh, I did a hidden gem on a movie that I've just caught last year, a movie called The Sorcerer that came out in 1977. And this is out of a group of people in South America down on their luck. They take a pretty much ridiculous suicide mission, transporting two trucks filled with explosives through horrible territories. And, I was shocked how much I really enjoyed this movie. And when this guy passed, he had uh, some movies in his catalog that I was not even aware of. Uh, So The Exorcist might be the scariest movie ever made. I think we did our favorite horror movies ever made. I know The Exorcist was in my top five, but I can't understate how important that movie was for the entire genre of not only horror, but just the the movie industry as a whole. The 70s had some heavyweight movies that really took theater going to the next level. Uh, we t- we're talking about Jaws, Star Wars, uh, The Godfather. Did Alien come out in the 70s? Or is that the Alien 1, 79. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Abs- that goes in there. The, there. There's some heavyweight classics of the 70s. And The Exorcist is absolutely in that category. And I would make the argument that all three of the movies that he made in the 70s are in that category. He won Best Director for the 1971 movie The French Connection with Gene Hackman. Uh, I We touched base on that in a previous podcast. How I was telling people to invest in physical media and not rely on streamers and digital content because they can go in and change stuff on a whim when they feel like it. Yes, they do. They have actually, anybody who bought the French connection on digital, they went in your computer and changed a scene on that digital file. So whatever, every time you watch that movie, they've erased racial slurs on them. And I've heard so much worse I would or I would even argue that I've seen worse in, in uh, Gone with the Wind than what that little cop say in the French Connection. It's a damn shame they did that. But he did win Best Director for that, and that movie won Best Picture. And he to follow that up with The Exorcist, you are an absolute legend. Uh, the Sorcerer, I spoke about that on Hidden Gems. Both of you guys are going to be blown away when you actually sit down and watch them. But you don't know what you're into when you watch 1977 movie, The Sorcerer, you guys are going to love that movie. Uh, 
there's another classic, just like The Sorcerer, that uh, I have not seen. I, I caught up with The Sorcerer last year, but there's a movie I always hear about called To Live and Die in L.A. that came out in 1985, uh, one of William Defoe's earlier movies. That's supposed to be one of the better crime thrillers of that decade. Uh, I think all three of us saw the Penny Hardaway's Kill and Nail movie Blue Chips. Yeah, of he course. Was, yeah, like he that. was the director of that uh, by a script by Ron Shelton. My uh, introduction to one of Tommy's favorite movies, he did the remake of 12 Angry Men. He Absolutely. Did, he did the remake with Jack Lemmon and George C. Scott. Uh, I did, unfortunately, see the remake before the original, but I, I really think both are great. Both of them are great for their own reasons. The original definitely gets the nod for the better movie, but both movies are absolutely worth watching. And Two Hidden Gems... Um, Tommy Lee Jones, Samuel L. Jackson made a movie called Rules of Engagement that came out in 2000. Where uh, <coughs> I don't t- think I've ever seen that one. I saw it in the theater and liked it better than I thought I would. I thought this was going to be one of the boring movies my parents took me to see. Lo and behold, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, uh, two of the their best performances for sure. Rules of Engagement is freaking awesome. Uh, Apparently, uh, yeah, one of a military opens fire on civilians in a little crisis in the in the Middle East, and it's uh, it's a the Tom Lee Jones is a lawyer defending Samuel Jackson's actions. It, it's a really good movie. Rules of Engagement was ahead of its time and really good. And I'm th- pretty sure Tommy, you told me you saw this movie. The part of that um, when uh, that little five-year time frame when uh, uh, McConaughey, uh, what's uh, Matthew McConaughey was making his comeback. Killer Joe, he's the director of Killer Joe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he actually went on that serious run of like uh, his acting choices, he got out that romantic comedy. Yes, Uh, he stopped doing those (laughs) rom-coms. Thank God. Thank God. Thank goodness. Yeah, yeah, he had Killer Joe, Tropic Thunder, and uh, the first season of True Detective, which is one of the best seasons of television. Oh, don't forget the Lincoln Lawyer. Oh, Lincoln Lawyer was freaking awesome. That's a great that, movie. That movie was freaking great. Um, yeah, Killer Joe. So, uh, yeah, if you get a chance, they're posting a lot of his interviews on social media now. Anybody interested in film and how movies are made, William freaking, his interviews are, are legendary. I, I'm Actually disappointed. I'm just now seeing these interviews at the age of 38. He really breaks a lot of stuff down, and he does not hold back. So, uh, yeah, Uh, for the youngsters, his name might not mean a lot, but for people our age and older, this is another legend that is gone, and we're only going to see more of this as we we get older. That kind of sucks. But, yeah, he's – a lot of people feel that the 70s, is the best decade for filmmaking. He's one of the reasons why. William freaking a giant in the movie industry passed away yesterday. I got to give my stand ovation to this man. Oh, that's a very well-deserved stand ovation right there. Appreciate him. All that he's done. The French, the French Connection. Is that the one that has like that epic uh, car chase scene? Yes. Yep, where they're that, going down like That's uh, the only reason I, uh, I gave it a chance in the first place. All right, yeah, that I, was always. I keep hearing about that, but I'm, I've only seen clips of it, and I feel like I owe myself like a 
a time to myself just to watch that movie. I need to go back and start watching some more of the older stuff. Yeah, me too. You have to. Yeah. You have to. And and like I said, I I still don't think you've seen the best tracking shot of all time. The best tracking shot of all time is John Woo's Hard Boiled from 1992 with Chow Yun-Fat. I'm not even going to tell you when the scene happens. I would even recommend that we make that a movie night. I'll I'll pop on my hard-boiled Blu-ray, me, you, and Sean. We can sit back and watch that. <laughs> you guys are not re- especially Tommy. Tommy, I, I'm not even going to tell you when the scene happens, but 1992 has the best tracking shot in movie history, and it was made in Asia. So, yes, the older stuff is where it's at. There's, what was there's the name of this movie? Hard-boiled. Okay, this y'all, is, y'all brought this one. This is the Chow um, Fat. Yes. Fat. His, the, the, the cop movie? Yes. Yep. The I would his best movie in my opinion. All right. Now I haven't invested in hard copy since I don't know, like the past five years really. I'm guess that's gonna be kind of hard to find on streaming. Do you have a way of possibly giving that to me on said uh memory card? <laughs> Absolutely. Matter Absolutely. of fact, before I forget, I brought my uh my uh my fire stick so you can load me up with some stuff. All legal, of course. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Yeah, shit. I should have brought my heart. I got you this week. We'll, we'll touch base. This I'm week. sure I the got FBI ain't listening to this podcast in particular. <laughs> but if you do, man, we're all on the up and up. My taxes are up, up to date. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got no problem. I ain't never yeah. dodged jury duty. So yes, I'm, I'm a, a real rounded citizen. I'm just we all around good guys over here. But uh, we ain't got no problem. So yes, we are. Now, yeah. Mind if I take next? Oh, yeah, take it. Man. All right. So mine this week, I. I want to go a little bit left field for mine because I had to look up something that was a little bit out of the ordinary. So I try to look up something that I think I haven't done before. Are you guys familiar with the the cartoonist uh, by the name of Floyd Norman? By any chance? Not ringing a bell. No, he is a, well, I'm just going to say a word of a noun cartoonist, but he's worked on a lot of Disney projects, uh, Pixar projects, uh, worked with Animation Studios, Hanna-Barbera Productions, if I start running down this stuff, y- y'all going to get it. Uh, worked on Sleeping Beauty, The Sword in the Stone, The Jungle Book, Mary Poppins, uh, Dalmatians, Toy Story 2, Monsters, Inc., uh, the Mickey Mouse comic strip. This is a world-famous black cartoonist Damn. right here. Now, if y'all are familiar with any of those things, and that's just like the tip of the iceberg for him. So if you actually go down the list of all the stuff that he has worked on, it's, it's pretty amazing, all the stuff that he's worked on so far. So... I want to give him my standing ovation this week because, for one, he worked on my favorite Disney movie, and that is um, uh, Aladdin. Why was there- <laughs> that was mine. That's my favorite animated <laughs> Disney movie. I'm sorry. All right. Aladdin probably has, like, the greatest casting character in, like, a cinema history with uh, Robin Williams as the no, You're not lying about that. No, but he actually worked on uh, Robin Hood, the one with the fox. I love that freaking movie. That's my favorite Disney that movie is a of all time. Awesome. I, I can watch that nonstop. I try to watch it with my kids, but, you know, my kids are a little bit dickheads right now. They don't like to watch, like, the Disney movies like I do. They're at that age where cartoons aren't cool anymore. I went through that. Well, I think we all went through that phase. We're too mm-hmm. old to watch cartoons. I don't know why that is, like, that, that whole weird boy thing. Like, thing. Like, when you're young, you're so eager to be old, and when you're old, you're so eager to be young. Yeah. yeah. That like, is we can never just meet in the middle somewhere. Like, as soon as I got to this age, I'm like, man, I like to go back and watch Disney stuff. I like <laughs> to watch cartoons, but I feel weird wanting to watch a cartoon with no kids around. Now, no, my, nothing wrong with that. It's not going to get you laid by any means, but 
Uh, I'm, I'm married. She knows she got herself into. I'm like, man, wait, we gonna we gonna watch Sleeping Beauty tonight. <laughs> that will get your hate. Yeah, man. that's a great date movie. And then you're gonna be a Sleeping Beauty later on. There's <laughs> some pinocchio time going on right here. No, it, it, whatever works, it works. It works for us for whatever reason. She tried to watch Mulan yesterday. I was like, so I know what kind of energy my wife brings to the table. She's on the same wavelength as I am as far as like not giving a shit about what you watch and what people say about what you watch. That's the age I am at right now. So that being said, same elevation this, for this man right here, Sleeping Beauty, uh, The Jungle Book, Robin Hood. Uh, he worked on some Scooby-Doo projects. Damn, I overlooked that one. A lot of Scooby-Doo projects get yeah. overlooked. I love that one. The t- uh, This TV series? Yes. Uh, and a lot of the movies as well. Also, uh, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, Mulan, the Terrigan movie. Damn. All right. Damn, that's Disney in its in its heyday. They were dominating the animation industry. At that and point. he and he he worked on a lot of television too. He worked on like a was it a a Yogi Bear project? A, Yogi Bear, sweet. Uh, the Smurfs, Pac Man, Super Friends, Alvin and the Chipmunks. Love that show. Wow, rope. Oh, the the newer stuff that came out of like a, a Robot Chicken. I've never watched that. Never Have watched, you ever watched that? One? Uh-uh. I feel like I need to give uh, that yeah. one a chance. I, I've I come across it before, but it looked it looked so weird that I, I didn't know if I was actually going to get into it. But yeah, I need to get I need to get that one to try. But yeah, uh, stand ovation to this man uh, this week. Yes, yeah, yes, uh, Floyd. Good Shout stuff. out to you. Love your work. Absolutely love your work, Floyd Norman. Very underappreciated line of work in oh, the entertainment yeah. industry. Oh, Animators, yeah. God yeah, bless. That's hard yeah. work. Is is what they call it a thankless job doing stuff like that for animators because I and it only made me think of you because you have like a a huge love for a stop motion animation definitely and I I've seen stuff like that being made that is a commitment right there Dead to want to do something like that like doing all the the, the tiny little movements and making like a story out of all that stuff the clay molding this. The set pieces that they do, like it, it really is all passion when it comes to stuff like that. So I, I do fully appreciate the hard work and the dedication and the talent that it takes to do something like that. You have to have a real, a real vision to pull something like that off, and not only that, make it into a good movie. Like God bless you, but oh yeah, some of that stuff is just, I don't know why, but they, it really does look like Tim Burton made all that stuff. It, it looks kind of weird. I try to give some of that stuff a try. I remember you gave me one of those to try not too long ago. I think it was like a black one with a key and pill in it. Yeah, and that's definitely not the top of the mountain when it comes to stop motion movies. It's not, but I gave it a try just to try something outside of the norm for me, and I I did enjoy it. But it was just it was just a little bit weird. That's all. And sometimes that's I just another statement that was a very weird one. And I knew you were in trouble when you said you didn't like Coraline. It's like, oh, this uh, is, this movie's not going to be for Tommy. Coraline, yeah, like Frankenweenie and all that shit. No, uh, Frankenweenie didn't do it for me. No, Paranorman is the only one that I absolutely love. I can watch that nonstop all the time. I don't know why that one sticks out. That one was everything good. Else, and there's some, something with the house in the title. Haunted. Uh, haunted. I think that was an animation. I don't think that was stop. That was a stop motion. I don't believe it was. I could be wrong. It was a movie that I heard was supposed to be good. It looked like it, gave, it looked like it had the same visual treatment to it. It did look like something that could have been like Paranorman, but I remember Paranorman was absolutely uh, stop motion animation. That, that was absolutely that. But Haunted House, yeah, I used to watch that with my kids all the time around Halloween. It's kind of like a tradition, like watching certain Halloween movies. Oh yeah, that that was uh, just hand drawn animation, right? That was stop motion. I, I would also recommend the Box Trolls. That's a hidden gem for stop motion. Uh, anything with trolls in it, I don't like. I, <laughs> box. 
All right. I'm telling <laughs> you, box trolls are stupid. The only exception to that rule was uh, Ernest Scared Stupid. Ernest Scared Stupid. About <laughs> that ugly ass, <laughs> that <laughs> ugly ass troll. Oh, yeah. Trying to kill him with a meak. Yeah, I get something this time of year. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's fun. Oh, I love that movie. Halloween is creeping up. It's I gotta start up. watching Ernest. Yeah, and they got Halloween stuff in the stores already. You know, so. Walmart. It could be like July to put out yeah, Christmas yeah, stuff yeah, already. Yeah. Walmart don't give a shit. It'll get ready, boy. They yeah. might as well have like a whole other like Walmart store just dedicated to all Christmas decorations. Right, they're getting ready. <laughs> might as well start. So, yeah. all right, Sean, what you got for us? Um, my sitting ovation is going to go to the. Fine people of Montgomery, Alabama. Oh Lord! Oh, I haven't stopped watching that. That's what I'm talking about since I saw somebody told me about it at work, and I watched it. I haven't stopped since Monday morning. That is the craziest thing I've ever seen. No, it's not. It's, it's one, one of the funniest things. It's, I mean, craziest like meaning like it's funny to me. Like it's it's crazy, but it's still funny. It's that. Oh my god! I could. I got halfway through that video. I was like, "What in the hell is going people, on?" They beat up the wrong old black man that day. Oh, my God. It didn't have to come to that. Just showing that they had all the power in the world, or at least they thought they did. They just had to move their boat. Apparently, the dude they beat up was actually the co-captain of the of the ferry ride that was trying to park in that spot. They had been parking in that spot for years, and that's their spot when they come back. They take people out on the Alabama River for a tour, and they tour the river, and they come back. This particular time they come back, they pick up the next people, and then they go again. They pay a little fee or whatever. Well, when they went to go park, there was a big pontoon boat with a privately owned by the people who that jumped the the older black guy. Well, I guess a little boat picked him up and took him to dock to the to the pier or whatever. He got out and told them they didn't move the boat. They didn't want to move the boat. They, have, they thought they were privileged to park there or whatever it may be. I heard Donald Trump was down there. You know, whenever Trump is around, they get a little. You know, a little, little more nerves to them or whatever, but uh, that ha- I cannot. That's the most entertaining thing I've seen. Crazy, entertaining, whatever you want to call it. I can't stop watching the memes on that. I can't stop watching those videos. I see a different clip every day from a different viewer or a different side of things, and it's just chaos, man. From the, I, they had first of all, they had no business putting the hand on that that old black man like that. No, they and did not. They paid. I don't know why they thought they was just gonna beat that dude up, and now it's gonna be the end of it. That shit is hilarious. People getting hit with chairs. People getting knocked. I mean, women getting hit. Everybody. I've been got... seeing folding chairs all through my timeline <laughs> this past week. Folding chairs are the most popular thing in the world right it's now. It's one of the most glorious moments of oh my social media history. God. And for it to be in Alabama, one the this you know that that when I think southern states, that's as southern as you get right there. Alabama and Mississippi, those two. Probably got it the worst as far as you know the, the racist history it's, it's, goes. Man, oh my god! Those two states have uh, got a it big the history worst. there. Got it, huge history. And even that place where the dock was, that is has some history behind that. Coming to find out that they had like a lot of slave trades and stuff going on back then. I I don't know the exact history of it, but I saw some of it. But that's the fight. You see the people brawling on this, and you see chairs hitting people on top of the head. I mean WWE, Ric Flair. Watch your man, Hulk Hogan, Stone I'm Cold. Say, I mean, I'm a, it's, it's, all I've been seeing is like that chair and like all of a sudden WWE clips pop up. Right, yeah, you see like yeah. Stone Cold coming to the me. rain, knocking everybody out with a folding chair. Oh, man. There's people <laughs> jumping in the water. People getting thrown in the water. People getting clotheslined. I mean, like it's a middle-aged swimming over to the fight. Oh, like, my God. The commentary was hilarious. The memes are hilarious. They got their ass whipped, and apparently they got arrest. All of them are got press charges on them. 
uh, the, the whole, chairman the, got arrested. Yeah, he got arrested. And he, he got <laughs> he get a middle aged white woman over there with the chair. Oh, he got. I didn't bad. think I'd ever see that. In oh, the that, I did, this dude was beating everybody with that chair. He's whooping this white dude with this chair. But it was just oh, I hate to. I'm not an advocate of violence, but it wasn't good to see. You know, what I mean, I'm not saying it's not a race thing for me. It's right or wrong. Race got in it. It was nice to see wrong. some unity. Yeah, yeah it was that's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. All the thing. Avenger memes that I've been seeing had me rolling. They said that the dude picked up the chair like Mirror and it came to his hands like yeah, boop, and he caught it. And started hitting him in the head. Chains was like that is awesome. Uh, oh shit, that's had, funny. They had, uh, they had the Black Panther, him Bob Kane, him Bob all on the boat doing it. He threw the hat and shit. What kind of forever? came running. And it's just, I don't know what they were oh, thinking, shit. why they didn't leave. I saw one of the white dudes dove in the water trying to get away. Did you see that? Like, yes. He took off running, just some, left everybody. Yeah, dove. one angle, some dude ran away from the fight. <laughs> yeah, he dove. His friend was getting his ass whooped. He just ran. <laughs> then they he just ran from under Two dudes tunnel. thought they were hard to walk up on, and like five black dudes stood up and came towards him, started punching him in the back of the head. A girl walked in front of a, this big ass black dude. Threw a right hook. This girl tried to stop it in in the green dress. Clean clocked her, knocked her down near halfway back to the boat. I mean, like it was just, oh my god. I like I said, I'm not an advocate. I'm peaceful. I like all races, but they got what they deserve. They will never do that shit again. Matter of fact, they're not even from Montgomery. They probably never go back to Montgomery ever again uh, off of this ad. They're from actually from Selma, Alabama. Which is like where they had the march, Martin Luther King march there. Uh, so uh, this is just ironic. This was, I think, black black people they feel you like you said unity. Um, that's the first time I got the Holy Ghost watching a fight. Like you know what I mean? Like God <laughs> damn, they got their ass whooped. Like like Jesus Christ is. I just can't stop watching. I, I'm gonna go home and watch it. It's just that it's, I can't stop watching. It's burning it. like, that Logan Paul yeah, shit yeah, I saw yeah, over the weekend. Yeah, that's just. That's rigged. It gave me something to be obsessive over watching this one as opposed to, y'all see that video on uh, YouTube and uh, Facebook, like the dude trying to punch the glass and everybody trying to make a fucking song to it. Hilarious. hilarious. That keeps me laughing all damn day. That video is real funny. This has my full attention. I love how creative people are sometimes. And, and, you know, at work we talk about it and we all sit amongst blacks and whites and you can tell some of the whites are like, all right now, that's just about enough. You know, because it just keeps coming. We keep talking about it. And you're like, did you see this meme? Did you see this video? Oh, no, and that ain't going away. That's not going that's away. That's like a good Karen video. Right. You can't get rid of that <laughs> shit. Uh, just the fact that they were entitled, they felt entitled. I just, that's what they get. You know what I mean? And to beat up that old black man, that black man is like 65 years old, they said. They the had guy that threw the hat? Yeah. He was in his 60s? Like 60 or 60. Oh, my 60. God. They ought to be ashamed Shame of themselves. themselves. Some dude came in there and tackled him. Uh, it was just people swimming, and it was just oh my god! It was just like it was. Per- it, it, I hate to see those type of things going, but when it does happen, it was nothing more glorious than that ass whooping. I oh man, I was just oh I can't stop watching it. So for me, the people of Montgomery, Alabama, I like to see the stand up for that old man, that older man, and I like to. Some of it went overboard, but uh, yeah, I like all the, those I like the pun you're doing yeah, it right there. Yeah, all right, yeah, man, you yeah. want one? <laughs> <laughs> and it went overboard. It went overboard, all right. <laughs> Like I said, this dude started picking up chairs, but I saw somebody getting choked. Hit a 50 year old white lady in the head with the chair. <laughs> somebody <laughs> poke, trying to poke somebody's eye out with their thumbs and shit. Like it was just craziness. And the, the, 
I saw people just literally just standing there watching. Like, nobody, you know, like. Like, how could you turn away? Well, I know. I exactly. guess. I mean, what helped the guy? You know what I mean? Like, there was people finally starting to help with the dude. But what if he, you know, he could have died. They could have, this dude could have had a stroke or a heart attack or something. You know what I mean? Like, he's a big ass, old ass thing out, out there fighting six, seven, eight people, you know. Uh, the fact that they try to jump that first guy is yeah. what pisses me off. Oh, they paid for that, though. They, they paid, definitely did. They paid for that. And so. I can't stop watching. It's going to go on for the next couple of weeks. So oh, no, that's a Thanksgiving turkey right yeah, there. Oh, yeah. That's going to go on for a while. They finally turned themselves in. But, man, the people of Alabama, it was nice to see, man. It was good. And like I said, I'm not advocate for violence. But I am. <laughs> when it does happen. <laughs> they deserve happen, that ass whooping. Yeah, I would have wanted to Everybody you saw getting their ass whooped, deserve they deserve that. They absolutely had deserve no that. business bark, parking their big ass boat there. Yeah, the lady got hit in the head with the chair. She should have just kept her ass on the boat. She'd have been nah. safe. For, aside from women, when men are fighting, stay the hell away. We are too big, too strong. Somebody going to get cold cut, caught just on, on accident. I, those girls, those women had no business jumping in those fights. I hate to see women get hurt like that, but I'm pretty sure that the N-word, they had an over or under on the N-word was like 27 and a half or some shit. <laughs> How many times the N-word was said, oh but my God. I'm pretty sure they were saying stupid stuff. And I saw the dude who's swimming. I don't know if you guys saw this clip. He he didn't do nothing at first, but there was a scene. And he he body slammed somebody. Slammed somebody. Yeah, that he dude like was no joke. Suplex yeah. one of these dudes. Oh yeah. Then when the dude suplexed him, this big black dude came and stomped <laughs> him in the <laughs> chest. Yeah, I saw that. I'm like oh my god, they got an ass whooping. They're they're never gonna be the same again. Plus, they got go to. They're gonna get pre- charges pressed on them. The, the mayor of Montgomery is pressing charges on all of them. I'm about to say so, that's like a bar fight. How you gonna track down all those people? Yeah, well, the, they got the boats, so they got the boats tags. Yep, yep, that's true. So they got that's the family. True. So yep. and then you know videos all over the place. I'm sure yep. somebody's going through it right now, trying to figure out who, who's who. <laughs> yep, facial recognition. <laughs> like all y'all gave y'all face to a fucking iPhone. Well, so the cops, that's what you get. One more thing under the cops said that they couldn't do nothing at first because they said the. The ferry called the cops and said somebody's in our spot. It's like, okay, it's not a big deal. And they said, they, next thing they know, they got like over 100 phone calls, Damn. police calls. Well, what's going on? So they sent a whole squad over there and they said they couldn't really arrest everybody they wanted to because they didn't know what happened. But everybody turning in videos and stuff led them to, to pursue more people. And now they saw the corporates because the white folks were blaming the black folks, black folks blaming the white folks. Now they saw everything from the, you know, from the viewer's point of view. And they were able to act accordingly and start arresting the people who were at fault. The dude with the chair, he's getting it. He's going. He's going to go to jail for some time. No, that chair yeah. going to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, somewhere. But Hall he, of Fame. That chair, oh, man, he, he was like mankind God. taking out Undertaker. <laughs> I have never seen folding chairs so popular oh as what it is God. right now. I'm telling you, man, WWE was smart. They have folded yeah. chairs for sale at every <laughs> event from now on. <laughs> it was bad enough. I mean, trust me, the, the guy that got hit with that. With the chair first, he had it coming, but yeah. the fact that he walked over and hit the lady in the head—that was a lot of built-up anger from four hundred years of, of, of lynching. <laughs> just yeah, black people being mistreated throughout this country, especially that shit the, was built up in the South. We you it mistreated here in the South, where they back in nineteen fifties and forty, they could have got away with all that. Not no more. These well, were, if people didn't have cameras on their cell yeah, phones, they would have been able I to, guarantee you the, the people that started that fight would not be in jail. No, they would have, because they could have easily said, that, yeah. you know, whatever. That but. The guy that swam over there and, and suplexed somebody, they would have had his black ass in the electric chair oh. <laughs> back in 1940. <laughs> they would have given him all scuba, oh, scuba yeah. gooding oh, yeah. here. And, and they would have <laughs> 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 That is a pretty awesome name. 
He's, he's like, a like the black aqua. Right, right. Then the dude was like, man, why you tell them we can swim? <laughs> now they know we can swim, man. Come on. Damn, that was, a, that was a perfect joke right there. <laughs> like, you let them in. Like, holy shit, they can move. <laughs> oh, man. So I, Shout out to the Twitter guy who put a laser beam on a folding chair. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> put a laser beam on it. <laughs> oh, it's been too many jokes. It's fun. I this is one of the, the high watermarks of social media. And it's it's actually uh, one of the uh, just justice being served. Right. Th- those people, they got the ass whooping they deserve for that, for trying to break the rules and get away with it. Right. And then physically assault somebody because they're telling you, you're breaking the rules. I can't let you do that. And they want to beat the guy up for tell- for him doing his job. Yeah, in front of everybody. And, too. and shout out to the to the white people who were even standing up and, and there's, there's been, there's a, been lot of, a lot of white folks standing up. They absolutely. nothing they can say even at my job. They were like, yeah, they deserve that ass. They, right? they absolutely yeah, did. Yeah. They absolutely did. And like and, I said, Trump was there and they probably feeling themselves some kind of way. I'm not a huge politician or into politics, but I know they get riled up for some Trump, especially in the South. Trump was in Alabama. He was in Montgomery. Damn. And so the day the hell before, was his ass doing the I Montgomery. don't know, but they probably, hell yeah. This dude's trying to get out of jail right now. He, should, he, should keep, he needs to take his Trump jet and fly uh, to some foreign uh, nation. He got about a group of eight people ass kicked because I'm pretty sure he hyped them up. <coughs> and it just, you know, it's just sad to see in some ways, but it was funny to see in other ways. God damn, I can't stop watching it. So, no, like my grandma said, ain't nobody above an ass whooping. No, no. Yeah, very no. true. Yeah, they learned the hard way. They never going back to Montgomery. Them motherfuckers oh, much deserved ass whooping. <laughs> The, oh, they man. deserve that ass. I mean, even the women. I mean, one girl threw a woman in the river. I mean, you just see her take her by and just talk, like a wrestling. It really was like wrestling. He, she threw her in like over the ropes, kind of. Well, some of these breakdowns. They said, yeah, you're always if you see three black people lift their pants oh, up and in unison. Skipping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they all lifted their pants up, but at no the same shirts. time, no shirts. The, yeah, you're in it's trouble. like yeah, you're in trouble. Yeah, you are in trouble. They could have got the hell out of dodge. They're like, all right, we let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you seen the, the videos? People training with folding chairs now. <laughs> Out there swinging it around I like saw a dude, he was running the mile with the chair and <laughs> shit. I'm like, come on, man. Y'all get out of here. He was sweating and stuff. And clock and it was timing him. I'm <laughs> telling you, man. The internet is oh. undefeated. Oh, this is one of, the best, one of the best moments ever in internet history. Right. Yeah. These past couple of days have been some of the funniest content I have ever seen in my life. Funniest. Oh, between that oh. and... Between that and the the baseball fight that happened and the dude got knocked down. I mean, it's just a lot of stuff going on, but this takes the cake. Who um, would have thought a fight on a dock in Alabama would be better than the actual pay-per-view fight? Oh, my way. Oh, that was better than the Flash movie. That was way, <laughs> way better. <laughs> this is great content. This great is- content. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait to see the movie that comes out for this. <laughs> The narration, CGI oh chair. My, oh, my <laughs> people have been having be a blast, you know. And you can't really show the video on YouTube because you, they'll take it down. So you have to like pause it and show maybe like a frame by frame or whatever. But they've been having a ball with this video, whatever they can show, you know. So. No, this is not funny, but it, it's still <laughs> that funny. black man with that chair. <laughs> He took it to a whole different place. This dude was pissed. <laughs> he watched 12, 12 years of slave right before that. Man, motherfucker. Yeah, he watched 12 in Rosewood. What the hell was that? He yeah. watched the hell. <laughs> Roots and all kinds of shit. This dude was pissed. 
That uh, that chair was four hundred years in the making. Oh yeah, this is <laughs> oh. my ancestors right here. You were getting, getting body slammed. Oh man. Oh, oh man. Shit, a folding chair and a suplex, and it wasn't a wrestling match. <laughs> That's crazy. That's good right there. Yeah. Good form and everything. I don't, know, I don't think your boy The Rock top would happen oh, over That the was a little kid who picked that big ass dude up. He was like, your son size picks this fat white dude up in suplex. <laughs> yeah. This dude swam 50 feet before that. Hell yeah. yeah. His clothes are soaking wet. And he still took body his shoes off, body slam, a big ass black dude coming, leg drops the dude. Like, oh, the future is bright. Yes. You are a credit to your generation, oh, sir. You oh did God. your generation right. The future is bright. We yeah. got people like you out there. For sure. And uh, and just for the camaraderie for coworkers more than anything. Yeah, those are coworkers. I, I know yeah. this has been one of the shining moments in black history in the United States, but the camaraderie that was showed there to help your friends and coworkers, there's a lot that can be learned from this. It's not about stabbing each other in the back, trying to get promoted and uh, – trying to make your friends and coworkers look foolish just so you can get ahead. Unity was at its peak right there. That was a very, unfortunately, even though there's people getting hit in the head with chairs, that was a very important moment in American history. And pop culture-wise, I don't think we're going to top this on the comedy side. This has been some of the funniest content I've ever seen. No, don't (laughs) underestimate the internet. Oh, my they just God. Gonna, the more they get, the more they're going to keep going with this. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some dude had a little Pulp Fiction uh, video. They popped the trunk open and they were trying to sell folding chairs. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, oh, oh, man. That's, that's, oh, that's great. Man. It's too much. It's too much. I can't. I couldn't take it no more of it, man. It's you gonna see folding chairs at the corner like you used um, to see the watermelon man? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I got this new folding chair right here. It's so all black. Got a Gucci folding chair over here. Oh, the dude! Oh. Get this the dude throwing his hat in the air is hilarious. Like just all right, let's get it on. Throw the hat. <laughs> dude, the hat. That hat is gonna be notorious forever. Right? Yeah, exactly. So that's a new rallying cry for, for black people. You throw a hat in the air. You better support your fellow black oh, man. Yeah, we got no choice at that point man, <laughs> people come running you get a chair automatically oh, man, man. like people are scared of the whip like people are scared of the folding chair <laughs> nah, that folding <laughs> chair oh man <laughs> the lady just sitting there on the ground <laughs> she already got whooped <laughs> some, some whooped. other girls aren't beating her ass <laughs> and <it's> black dude <laughs> so in- <laughs> That oh is, my god! That was one of the most unnecessary hits of all time. He was already down. <laughs> beat somebody ass first. Beat the hell out, knocked him back beat to the, the boat. <laughs> this thing got knocked back to the boat. Oh, are you on the ground? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh god! And then look at the place like what? <laughs> He was obviously the first person that uh, got arrested. Oh, they okay. slammed the shit out they of him. The police were letting a lot of shit slide. Yeah, when they, that girl got hit with that chair, like, okay, we got some. The police were like, all right, now, we were letting a lot of slide here, but we can't let that one. Damn, why the fuck you do that, man? I, I hope Ooh. he got a B word when he hit that, when he threw that chair oh, down. Oh, man. You had, you, you've had to say, you, you stupid B word. <laughs> I hope he got a B word when he oh, hit yeah, it. <laughs> Oh, oh I got she did not legend. see that coming. She was just sitting there. Bam! Oh my god! Oh man! Stone Cold man, legendary rock. content. This is, <laughs> yeah. What a time to be alive! Right? She now. just laid all back on the ground. Oh my goodness! 
Ugh. One of the most unnecessary hits I've ever seen in my life. You're absolutely right. <laughs> she wasn't even doing nothing. Mind her business. She just got her ass. No, she she got, stood up. She, like she, she, she got her ass. Yeah, she tried to jump in. Some black lady whooped her ass. She was like, she was already hurt. She was pulling the black dude back, and some two black ladies just started whooping her. She's kicking them while she's on the ground. She sits up and in the chair to the head. Like, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, they're gonna make a documentary about this, oh, like, yeah. like, like Malice in the Palace. Like, oh yeah, like he looked over and saw her. Like, oh hell yeah, I just beat his ass with this chair. It was just, un- it was wild. That was a wild thing right there. Wow, man, man, man. that 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 was oh. one of the craziest things I've seen in a long time. For sure. I just wish Marjorie Taylor Greene was out there for that shit. Yeah. If anybody deserved a chair to the head, it's Marjorie Taylor Greene. I hate that bitch so much. Good God. Oh. Oh. oh, all right. Let's, let's get back to the show right now. <laughs> yeah, we got <laughs> we the moon landing and a chair to the head. Two most important moments in American history. Not a, not a wrestling ring in sight. Crazy. Nobody went off the top rope. There was no 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 cage of hell or anything like that. Uh, mankind didn't jump from the top. All of this for parking in the wrong spot with your boat. Man, no people love their boats. Oh, that man with that chair was going through some shit. Oh, man. He's had, he had a rough day. My dad said he must have came back from the casino. It looked like they were coming from the casino. Like, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Scooper Gooden Jr. was like the funniest shit I've heard. People are funny as hell. Hell yeah. Oh, <laughs> fuck. That was funny. <laughs> well, that was like Thor with his hammer, though. Yeah. <laughs> you don't ever want that man to have a folding chair. No, he can't yeah. buy folding <laughs> chairs for nothing. Yeah. He's not allowed oh, to have a my chair. God. Yeah. No, they're going to be sold out everywhere. Where the fuck he even get the chair? Like, exactly. Somebody... That was the only folding chair I saw on the dock. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, somebody threw him a chair off the stands like in a restaurant. Here, take this. You got it underneath the mat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god he had to oh, oh wow that's funny oh yeah I, I couldn't believe it I couldn't believe what I was seeing oh man <laughs> beat their ass he whooped their ass with a white chair on top of that oh man. oh that uh, talk about icing on the cake uh-huh. it was all kind of craziness that happened but when that guy picked up that chair Oh, it went over the top after that. <laughs> he was like Captain America with his shield. Oh, <laughs> Throw oh, that motherfucker and just come right back. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. That was a black-ass moment right there. That was funny. That was funny as hell. Not funny, oh, but it was, it was funny as hell. They're all heroes in Alabama. They're going to have statues of them with a chair and shit. It's just, <laughs> well deserved. Well deserved. Yeah, take down those Confederate statues. No, yeah. They're going to put that chair like they did uh, Rosa Parks, uh, uh, <laughs> her little bus seat. They're going to put it in a museum. Everybody can come in, take a, take, sit down on it, take a photo. And it's, it's, <laughs> you hear the noise of the chair. Every time you hit it, <laughs> <laughs> people fall all over the place. He's just an assassin. Oh, oh then the commentary from the people falls. Oh, <laughs> damn. Oh, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, he's not going to hit her. No, no. Pow. Yeah. The build up to that head uh, hit with the chair was awesome. The black people like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah don't, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you damn right I'm doing it. 
<laughs> if you were white at that moment, you get hit with that damn chair. Well, oh, there was boy. some smart white man. He booked the ass out of there. Well, and he's a cake. He sat there and watched his his friend get his ass whooped by two black dudes. One of those archer names. You see this this dude running from the tunnel. He didn't. He smart smartly. Yeah, he one didn't dude, have to deal with that chair. One dude swam back to where he was from. This motherfucker went and dove. He didn't, he didn't even did the right dive and everything. He didn't just jump. He did like a dive like that. Like a, Oh, oh man, he got the hell out of there. Oh, fuck this, these like folks mad. Dude did a perfect, a perfect dive, like Michael Phelps. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh, we could talk about this too. Long. Oh, I don't oh, know man. where you're swimming to. This is gonna get blacker the further you swim. Oh, <laughs> man, that was funny as hell. On the where... coast of Alabama, you don't. Yes. You need to get out of that you water. Swim the Connecticut. Or something. <laughs> yeah. No, you don't want to end up in Mexico. It's going to be worth it. Yeah. Uh, we say all to say shout out to Alabama. Y'all yeah. represent black culture. Oh, yeah. that, that was by far the most entertaining, funniest damn clip I've ever seen. <laughs> a white folding chair at that. Uh, eight minute ass whooping. Oh, man. It went from eight on one to 50 on eight. Like, man, real quick. Oh, I, yeah. Who would have thought a white folding chair would be so iconic? Oh, oh. Always remembered. <laughs> I tell you, that is, that is funny as All the other chairs was, are yeah, jealous. I, like, I, oh, I didn't finally made it. Somebody made it, that chair. Yeah, so hope, hope my white boss don't fire my ass tomorrow right, here yes. listening to this podcast. tell who didn't want to talk about it at work. <laughs> yeah. like, just oh, just we... walk in with a folding chair. <laughs> <laughs> it's embarrassing. Man. Like, oh, damn. Oh, man, that was so funny. Oh, my bad. We, we got to get back to the show. Sorry for that. <laughs> Sorry Ooh. for that, man. We, we back to regular scheduled programming right All now. All right. All right, standard ovation. We got that out the way. Who got they binge worthy? Uh-huh. Ryan, yeah, don't say Facebook. All right, man. <laughs> we all Twitter, been I had this past busy. week. Yeah, yeah. The guy with the red laser beam on a white chair. That was the highlight of my weekend for right, me. Mine too. I didn't <laughs> know what everybody was talking about, and then they showed me. I was like, "Thank you," because I, I couldn't even get back to work. I just kept watching. I would go to the bathroom. I went on break, watched it. <laughs> it was just too bad. People were sending me memes. So yeah, it's a new angle every yeah, time you get online. I, it's always something different. But yeah, go ahead, man. I don't want. Did you guys see the new episode of Winning Time yet? Oh, I that's did. out. I watched that. Oh, yeah, yeah, it yeah, I was awesome. Yeah, I was great. No, it's it's still good. They're picking up where they left off. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not bad at it. They, I was a little worried because it started off they they start off in 1984. They're playing the uh, Celtics in the finals. It's like, damn, y'all skipped four years in the timeline. Well, they did that in the first episode where they showed uh, Magic at the doctor getting the the AIDS diagnosis. I didn't even think about that. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I did not even think about up, that. Touch up on that on this one, maybe. We'll so see. I'm not sure where they're going with this whole skipping around thing, but yeah, that first episode is about like an hour long. It was pretty damn good. I was very entertained by it. It reminded me why I love the first season so much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I like how they're shooting with uh, film. So it looks like a lot of this was shot with old school digital video and uh, 16 or 35 millimeter film to give it that old school look of the 70s and 80s. I, I appreciated that. Um, it looks like this actor playing Larry Burr, he's going to get a lot more time to shine. Uh, yeah, that last scene of this first episode was one of the best, funniest things I've seen in television history. Larry Bird hit that shot while Magic Johnson was sitting on the bench. <laughs> injured. It's like go ahead and sit back down. I got a lot more of that for you. Oh, this this actor playing Larry Bird is going to be great. I'm looking forward to this this watching the season. I <coughs> uh, I did hear this season two is only going to be seven episodes though. I what did was it last it, season? Ten episodes. Yeah, I feel okay. like it's, it's been two years or one year since it it's came been out. at least one. Yeah, it, I came know. Out, it came out last year around okay. the same time. Okay, so yeah, it 
yeah, okay. last yeah. last season was pretty damn good. So this week's this season, I'm expecting to still see big things from this one. Uh, I I watched that. Did you guys get caught up with Secret Invasion yet? Uh-uh. Not yet. All right, man. I just keep hearing so much bad things about it. It's just deterring me away from it. it. I know really I need is. to Same watch here. it so I can get on page with we you. We have but... a Marvel show with Samuel yeah. Jackson. I haven't even finished it I yet. I mean, this guy, my, work, my buddy Jake, he loves Marvel stuff, and he's he's dogged it. And he like he gives a pass to most Marvel stuff. He's like, man, it's, it's not even worth your time. I'm like, damn it, Tommy said that. Now you saying that. Damn it, I just cannot get the urge to watch this, you know, so. I'm like, I I end up watching um, the Johnny Manziel untold stories on Netflix. that looks pretty good. That's good. That's got episodes too. They so. made one about Johnny. Yeah, because this dude was, he deserved that. Yeah, <laughs> this dude was a baller, but he messed his life up. This dude, they he, said this dude never looked at a playbook in his life. And, and I can and, believe it. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's on Netflix. That's new. Um, you get a chance to watch. It just came out today. Uh, but I watched a little bit before I came. It's very dope. You you would like it, Ryan. You would really like it. It's, I'm it, looking forward to watching that. Texas A&M was just moved from the Big 12 to SEC, and he was kind of like that lead. Nobody could beat Alabama and shit. This dude was quoting 300 quotes in the locker room to get him ready for the game and stuff. <laughs> it's pretty dope. So, yeah, yeah just that, to see where he is. two-year frame, he's like one of the biggest stars in college oh, football history. Oh, yeah, this dude. So, all he did was go home and get – Give out pinnacle and drink. That's, he didn't even practice half the time. He said so. That's an interesting story. Just to see how he ended up, and he's he's came out say so he had some sicknesses and stuff. So still uh, was doing commercials with LeBron James, right? His rookie year in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. So um, he even beating Alabama when Alabama was they still are, but when at that point they were unbeatable, and him beating Alabama that Texas was a A&M, huge deal, huge, huge, huge. So uh, give that a try. That's on uh, Netflix. Awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to watch that, Sean. <laughs> yeah. Now, mine is, uh, I thought about it last week, but I'm probably about at the end of season two on Ted Lasso. Oh, you're this, getting caught up, but nice. This this show is amazing. I really, really love this show. This show might make my top 20 as far as like all-time shows. It's off these two seasons. It is Damn. so well written. I don't know what it is about. <laughs> I don't know what it is about just watching a soccer show about Oh, I told you about the backdrop. This is basically like a football coach, a college football coach who ends up getting hired by this England team. And basically, the owner hired him basically just to tank the team. And then as the time goes on, they start to get a, a sense of his personality that basically he's like that happy-go-lucky kind of guy who's always like upbeat and positive. And it starts to become like weighing on their personalities because in England, they just have them pegged out to be like these uptight assholes. It's always grumpy. Which, from what I can tell from most movies, it is kind of true. England people are not happy at all. I understand because they got shit food. (coughs) (laughs) But for the most part, they they start to slowly break down, like, uh, understanding, like, damn, like, I I really like this guy. It's like, it's really hard to hate him because he's so damn happy and he's fun to be around. He's positive, even though he knows nothing about our sport, but he's our coach right now. So we kind of have to, like, warm up to him. So basically, that's just the backdrop of this show. And it's just like, Every episode so far has been like a fucking 10 out of 10 for me. Every episode is fucking Damn. great. This is a really, really good show. I, I wish everybody had the chance to go get Apple TV for like a three-month trial. If you haven't looked it up already, I know y'all got to have a bootleg man somewhere that can give y'all some kind of hookup. But if you know anybody with Apple TV, go to their house. Go ahead and watch Ted Lasso's like 30-minute episodes. These episodes are great. Jason Sudeikis is amazing. All these extra characters in there. Uh, Juno uh, Templeman is in there as like one of the one of the side characters. She is great. And actually, the one guy who's like the 
he's like the older guy on the team. He's like really old and he's getting ready to go f- towards retirement. I think he's the guy that's actually, he played um, Hercules at the end of uh, Thor Love and Thunder. Remember when uh, I remember, remember when Zeus was oh, yeah. talking about, oh, we got to show them like what the gods can do or something oh, like that. Yeah. Then they had like the dude that played Hercules at the end. I think it's that guy. He's actually the, he's like the, the leader of the soccer team at the time, but. Yeah, he. I saw him in there. I thought he looked familiar. I looked over. And yeah, he's the dude that's gonna be playing Hercules if they carry through with that whole commitment of having all these other characters come in. But I just remember that's where I saw him from. So yeah, uh, Binge Worthy for me is gonna be Ted Lasso. These first two seasons are incredible. It is a very very well written show, and Jason Sudeikis deserves every award that he's ever gotten about this show because it's really good. It's one of the best reviewed shows of and of modern times. Uh, it's refreshing to hear that it's actually living up to the hype. It did. It surpassed all my expectations. I just watched it because I was bored because I'm getting tired of waiting for Yellowstone to come back on TV. So I was like, all right, I'm going to give Ted Lasso a chance because my wife and I, we've been, been watching like a modern family. And in between time, I got my own show to watch. So I said, I'm going to watch Ted Lasso. And well, see if you're watching that TV, plus you got to watch the after party. Give, yes. You've been saying about the after party. That's and next I, on my list. I've been loafing on catching up on season two, so I can't talk too much. Is but that out already, season two? It is. I, they're, uh, they're going by a week-by-week week basis, so I think they're on episode five. I think uh, season one had eight episodes, and I think season two is going to have the same. So they're on episode five as of right now, and I haven't seen any of the second season yet. But, yeah, that first first season was fantastic. fantastic. Now, that's why I fully commit to having a show that's actually binge-worthy. It's nothing better than finding, like, an old show that already went through its entire run. You got, like, three, four seasons of a show to watch all the way through nonstop. That's what I like. Just watching one good show all the way through, and you can get caught up on it instead of watching it in real time. Absolutely. Because I, I do miss that from time to time, but sometimes I just want to watch something constantly all the way through. Like once Parks and Rec went off the air, and then me and my wife went back to it, I was like, damn, this show is actually pretty damn good. I'm glad we didn't watch this in real time because I'm too impatient of waiting for a good episode to come back out again. So, yeah, Ted Lasso, the first two seasons, yeah, these – these are these are some incredible episodes right now. This is very well written. I think Apple Plus they done a really good job with that one. All right, Ryan, did you have anything else? Sean, we miss anything else? You yeah, want to double up winning, on anything? Winning time for me. I, there is a uh, there's a show based around uh, employees working at a restaurant. I think it's called Bear or the Bear. I keep hearing good things about that. Yeah, this has got the dude from Shameless that everybody have you ever seen Shameless? But the curly haired guy from Shameless. Uh, is one of the, his name was Lip. This dude is the main character in in that bear. He's like a cook, curly haired, blind guy. Okay, yeah, his is based on him. It's his he's the main character in that. So it's yeah. uh, it's his character off of Shameless. Yeah, the dude who played. Really? No, 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 it's not from oh, it's Shameless. Just the same it's actor. The, the same actor. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, yeah. and what's the name of this one? Is is it Bear? It's either Bear or the Bear. Yeah, Bear. Yeah, yeah. It's I remember only that dude. Two. He he does. He is a character in Shameless, but that's not the same character. Is this like a spinoff show, or is this like a whole new? Oh thing? no, he's just the actor that plays that. That's only that's only where I know him from. So oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. because I, I, I saw that and I didn't know that was like a spinoff of like Shameless. I don't like, think so because that's no. the only show that I know him from. Yeah, I haven't seen him before other than Shameless, but he was like a huge uh, part of Shameless for a long time. So I don't know if he still is or not, but yeah, so I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, that, that's part of my next binge. All right, new releases. Now, I'm, can I just get my Oppenheimer and Barbie out the way? I can't wait to hear your review of this. Okay, can't wait. I, I, I'll, I'll get Barbie out the way because, like I said, I, I kind of dozed through the first part of the movie, and then I caught in, like, middle to, like, the end of it. Please let our listeners know how you watch Barbie. I went to the drive-in 
and I watched it after I watched The Meg, which I'll get to after this one. But as far as like the the cinematography, I thought was really good. The set pieces were incredible. I was very impressed with what they did with the settings for the Barbie movie. That was one of the best ones I've seen so far. So yeah, yeah, bravo to you guys over there. I thought y'all did a really good job. Uh, Will Ferrell, he is what he is at this point. As far as like being an actor in a comedy, I thought he did really good. He was really funny. Like you said, Ryan Gosling, he was <laughs> stole the show. Surprisingly funny as hell. He was he was actually very entertaining. I, I wasn't expecting extremely entertaining. Ain't it a bitch like when you see a handsome ass dude like that and he's mm-hmm. fucking funny? It's like <laughs> man, why, you, I, it, it, it's like it having is. all spades in your hand. Like why exactly. are we even playing right now? Like everybody throw <laughs> your hand in when you Great see analogy. Ryan Gosling. Great analogy. I can't stand him, but he's. No, he's gorgeous. He's talented. He probably can sing. He could probably. I saw an old video of him in the Mickey Mouse Club dancing, break dancing yeah, and shit. Yeah. I was like, all right, I'm getting sick and tired of this damn dude. And he got great taste in women. Even Mendez, man, let's give him an air horn. On he's that doing one. something. Oh, well, <laughs> got that going you pull for. that. Yes, he's oh, doing something right. Beautiful babies they probably got. Oh, my goodness. But him, like you said, he should probably do more comedies. I'm telling you, him and Mark Wahlberg. Because I thought the one that he did with uh, Russell Crowe, the nice guys. I hilarious. That, I thought that was hilarious. Hilarious. That was, that was actually really funny. So when he gets into like that bag, when he gets into the comedy side, I think he should lean more towards that. He should do more comedy. It's not like how Matthew McConaughey was in too many romantic comedies and he had to go dramatic to be mm-hmm. serious again. I think he's been in too much dramatic stuff now. He needs to do comedies. That may be his sweet spot right there. Because I'm Agreed. not saying that he made Barbie what it was, but he definitely kept me engaged into the movie, and I had no intentions at all of being engaged into this damn movie. Same I was here. like, I'm good. I can just go on about my day, but Margot Robbie, yeah, she was just all right to me. It was just Ryan Gosling that really sold the movie for me. Like really? his, his acting job. Margot Robbie was just cool. I thought she was excellent. Margot Robbie was great. I love Margot Robbie. She is a really talented actress. She, she is funny. She is very. She has like on screen like uh, presence. Like, when she's on the screen, I pay attention. Ryan Gosling on the screen, I pay attention. Like, there's certain actors and actresses where they, they command the screen when they're on there. They make the best of their moments. With her, for this one, it was just, uh, like, it was just all right. I didn't really get anything. I feel like a lot of the good dialogue came from other people. It wasn't her. Like, her moments weren't memorable to me when I first saw her mm-hmm. on the movie. It was like the one, what's the girl name? America, whatever her name is. Like she was like the, she was uh, the one uh, girl like where Barbie came back for her. She thought she came back for her daughter, but she ended up actually coming back for her. Oh, that's that actress's name. Okay. Yeah. She was good. She was, I enjoyed her in this. That's the girl from Doctor Strange. Was it Doctor Strange? I can't, I can't, I can't No, that that girl's, this, the lady in this movie was like in her thirties. Oh, okay. Yeah. The Doctor Strange girl. She did. She was like a teenager. I know you're talking about the Doctor Strange girl. They look very similar, but I don't think that's the same girl. For her, like the speech that she gave at the end about like how women have to be perfect and imperfect and like vulnerable, but you know, have to have a wall up and all like that speech right there. I was, I thought I was going to get kind of eye rolly with it, but I was like, huh, because I looked over at my wife and her eyes was like wide open. She was like wide eyed, bushy tailed, 2 a.m. in the morning. How, did, watching she, how did the wife enjoy it? The wife, the wife, she really enjoyed it. And I I enjoyed it a little bit more than I really wanted to. It was like one of those movies I was like, man, I'm going to fucking hate this movie. I don't Same here. Like, I don't give a fuck what Same. my wife says. Like, this movie is fucking <laughs> trash. Like, fuck this Barbie movie. I don't care about Barbies. So as you get home, I'm throwing away all your damn Barbies. <laughs> but as soon as I started watching it and started paying attention, I was like, fuck. 
Ryan said it was pretty good, but it's actually pretty good. It's like, damn it, I didn't want to love this movie, but it's actually pretty cool right now. It's like, damn, man. This is I've actually- seen so so much worse. I, I understand why people are falling in love for it. And we're not the target audience here. No, we are not. Not Def- even for the Kindles. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hell no. They did them so bad in this. And it's, it's, uh, in film history, the female characters have been portrayed as being inferior to male 99% of the time throughout 99% of Hollywood history. I, I, I'm telling you, in, uh, it's one of the first three Sean Connery, James Bond movies. It might be the first one. Um, yeah, he, he smacks a girl and asks hurry up with the drinks. And uh, he even tells one waitress, uh, don't ever interrupt a man while he's talking. <laughs> and she just shuts up and walks away. So, yeah, it's, it's bad. It, there's, it, it was, it's good to see female film goers have their moment because that is an underserved portion of of the film going public uh i i i really enjoyed barbie uh, it's definitely not going to be my hall of fame for families every time but i'm glad that it's this is a pop culture event right here I, i'm not it didn't sweep me up like everybody else like a lot of other people but it's good that the female audience is um is getting something that they can rally behind and enjoy and make a group out of because so much of movies nowadays are catered towards male teenagers and the age group between 25 and 35. That's what most of these blockbusters are catered to. So, yeah, this is a good moment for for movies. Yeah, my grade was probably like between a 3.5 and like a 4 as far as what I saw. Okay. I thought we, it was we enjoyed thought, about the same. It sounds I thought like. it was very well done, and it is begrudgingly me given this grade. I thought it was pretty damn good, and I really didn't want to. I didn't want to watch it. Didn't want to like it, but I was like, "Damn, this is actually pretty damn good." So, shout out to uh, Greta Gerwig; she did a really good job, and I'm looking forward to your your future projects because I think she is going to be like the next big director in Hollywood. Not just because of this project, because she had other stuff that came out before, and I thought, "Damn, she's really is showing her talent." I'm really enjoying like her work, but. I just hoping that a big blockbuster movie like this doesn't force them to make her become more of like the. I don't like. No, this is this is the. If you're a filmmaker, this is the best place you can be at because you were a job. You were hired to do a job, and you surpassed all expectations, including the people financing the movie. You can do whatever the hell you want now. If you had some dream project that nobody wanted to finance, they'll make it now. Just They want to have from the director of Barbie on that title. So, yeah, even if it's about a deaf nun and a blind dog, hey, they'll make it. You directed a billion-dollar movie with Barbie. From director of Barbie comes the blind dog. (laughs) 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 Yeah, they'll, 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 they'll make it. All right, so well, yeah, shout out to her. I, I hope she. I'm sure they're gonna have like a, a Clifford project. movie coming out. Uh-huh. <laughs> I swear, if they do Berenstein Bears. I'm gonna be there. They made a Clifford movie a couple years ago. Yeah, wasn't I, good. I didn't. Wasn't that it. good? Yeah, I watched it. I do because it was from my childhood. I'm gonna give it a shot. I, I owe to myself to watch that. Oh. I'm sure. I'm sure. Okay. I'm glad. Um, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I, I thought you would, but I was. I, I I can understand why why some people wouldn't like it, but. I can't imagine anybody just hating this movie. I've seen some people just flat out hate this movie and think it's trying to serve some agenda. Fuck mm. off, dude. 
Get your head out your own ass. Well, every movie has an agenda. I just don't know if it's like the agenda for the artist or is the agenda for the audience. This was... Um, this felt like it was more for the audience. This was a tongue-in-cheek movie. Mm-hmm. The humor was very tongue-in-cheek. They touched on social issues. Oh, but yeah, it was... Um, this is not... This wasn't supposed to be <coughs> high art. This We're lucky if the uh, a comedy made for a mass market appeal even touches on issues that this movie touched on. That That's what takes it from just being pretty good to great, just because they did address issues with uh, the male and female social structure in the world on top of being pretty damn funny, which is its primary goal. So that's a success in my eyes. It was pretty damn funny. Yeah, it, was, it was pretty good, yeah. Sean, did you have a chance to watch Barbie? Oh, I haven't seen Barbie. I did watch Mario for the first time. The Mario, Mario Bros. movie? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Tell me what you thought. Because <laughs> I, I know what I said about it. I didn't like it that much either. Damn. Man. You guys okay, are hard it, on this. It, it, it wasn't just me. All right. I feel I, a little I, bit better. It's just, I don't know, man. I, I, I couldn't really pinpoint. It just was kind of boring a little bit to me. Um, it, it just it, wasn't a good video it, game it, movie It went to me. quick. Yeah. It, it had some stuff that they... You know, made a nod to Mario, you know, but it just didn't do a whole lot. I wasn't very, uh, at the end of it, I wasn't just like, okay, that's it. All right. You know, it just kind of stopped and went off. I, You know, Luigi being lost for most of it. I did like the little Mario Kart part. The colors and stuff worked for me. That was pretty cool looking. But And they did uh, like that little uh, Luigi part where he was like lost in the forest. They actually yeah. made a video game based off that. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. like a horror video oh, game. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen I haven't played I re- that. Yeah. Yeah. So they had uh, nice little callbacks. They did and have stuff. some callbacks. Uh, they made uh, Peach like uh, Invincible. Yeah, like she was doing all kind of shit. Like I don't remember her being like this, but oh well. But she, I turned she was her into, always the highest jumper on the video. Oh, okay, okay. No, they turned her into Wonder Woman. Right? Shit. She had a motorcycle. She didn't have a motorcycle in Mario Kart, did she? No, Everybody she had, had a kart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but uh, she was the third fastest character. Okay. So okay, if you're so. playing Mario Kart on sixty four, one of my favorite. How games. do you know this? Uh, <laughs> I played that game to death. Okay. I played that game. To that death. game and, is fun. That and I used to, I used to be that person who would buy the gaming books. Yeah. So help you how to beat levels. So if you're playing Mario Kart, and this even goes back to the Nintendo games, Toad is the fastest, then Yoshi, then Princess. Okay, because Toad's so little. Yeah, uh, okay. Toad's the fastest, then Yoshi, then Princess. Yeah, I just didn't. I didn't see Yoshi at all. They couldn't even put him. He in He was there. in the end credits. He was. Yeah. I missed that part. I didn't see at that. the end credits. Okay. Yoshi pops out of show. He even says Yoshi. Oh, uh, I didn't see that because I just kind of I, I saw the end, but I didn't think there was any credits. Um, what's his name? Jack Black. He did a good Bowser, but he was singing and bullshit. Nah, that, that's, that's where I got really turned yeah, off. Yeah, that was, whole Peaches song. He was that Peaches song took it down a half terrible. a star. Uh, he just wanted to get with her the whole time, and then she said no, and then he just tried to kill her after that. So, um, no, nah, it's, it's definitely for kids. I would say if I was younger, I probably would have liked it more. Uh, just didn't. I gave it two brownie points uh, for me. If I was giving it a, these, I gave it a grade. I had to give it two. So. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. They got it on Peacock if you want to watch it. It's on Peacock right now. So I yeah. really looked at this Marvel movie the same way I looked at that Barbie movie. Where I was saying I'm not going to like this. This is yeah. going to be complete crap. I actually I I actually enjoyed Barbie more so than the Mario movie, but I still gave the Marvel movie a passing grade. It was a B minus movie for me. It was not great, but yeah, it uh, was better than um, the Bob Hopkins. Uh, oh, the original John yeah. Leguizamo? Yeah, yeah, John Leguizamo. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I noticed a lot of things that I remember. 
Uh, this wasn't nothing to it though. It's just kind of when it was kind of quick. I didn't know it was animated and all that stuff, but yeah, I didn't yeah. know it was welcome. It, it wasn't it didn't, super but, long. Yeah. yeah, it was it was disposable. They're gonna make it another was fast one. food. It was yeah. a fast food movie. Yeah, it sure was. It sure was. So I caught that and stuff. So and yeah. I honestly didn't think any movie that outgrossed that. You know that movie made one point three billion dollars. Oh, Barbie's about to get. Yeah, it's, it's probably gonna pass that. You say you saw Oppenheimer. I did. I, I saw Oppenheimer or Barbie yet. So now, can I get to Oppenheimer? Yeah, yes, please. <sighs> now, I don't like the, that sigh. <laughs> when, when you hear a sigh coming from me, I'm, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to like you know rearrange my words to make it sound a little bit more pleasant for the audience. I don't want to deter y'all from watching this. I think this movie is an important one to watch. I think it's fantastic for Christopher Nolan that he even made this movie. But I have to admit, the first half of the movie it dragged a little bit. Now, as soon as the bomb dropped, that's where he went into, like, God mode as far as, like, the filming of this movie. That's where I really, really woke up. Like, after the bomb dropped, everything that happened after that, the trial, the, like, the, the testimony and all that stuff, that's where I really got engaged because I'm really big on dialogue when it comes to a movie. So when he started getting into that half of the movie, because I basically split the movie up in two different parts. It's kind of like how they did Titanic. For, to me, for me, watching Titanic is like, bring on the water. That's when the movie really starts. Yeah, you can fast forward that first hour of Titanic. Yeah, so if you, like, you are age and you had that VHS cassette, like, just skip that whole first cassette. Just go to the second (laughs) one. Like, as soon as they they hit the iceberg, that's where the movie really starts. (laughs) So for me, with Oppenheimer, as soon as they dropped that bomb, that's where the movie started for me. And the sound of this one was actually a lot better than I was anticipating. The dialogue was still kind of like I missed certain things and I kind of have to accept that maybe I can't catch every single thing that comes out. But the actual sound effects, like the bomb and the, all that other stuff, it was it was incredible. It was scaring the shit out of me the way it just popped up out of nowhere on a lot of that stuff. So I was telling you, yeah, and they were showing the different explosions. Yeah. That that was awesome. Like Where did you see the like movie the, at? I went to go see it at uh, AMC. Oh, and okay. IMAX theater? No, the IMAX, it was too late, and I can't be in there at, like, 1 o'clock in the morning watching no damn IMAX. <laughs> I hear that. I got, I got a bedtime. I'm, I'm, I'm pushing 40. I got a bedtime, man, for real. I understand. No. As soon as it gets past 9 o'clock, my knees feel weak, man. My eyelids <laughs> get a little bit heavier. <laughs> like, it's, it's how it is for me. I'm sorry. But, yeah, I went to went to go see AMC. The sound, the sound of this in that theater was really, really good. So, yeah, at the very least, Christopher Nolan shows that he can actually make good sound on his movie. I'm surprised he didn't do that with all these other ones, but for this one, it was really, really, really good. It was really, really good. It was nice to see Josh Hartnett in a movie. I saw Jack Quaid, who was in like the, the boys that one uh, show about those, uh, the superheroes mm-hmm. with, um, what's his damn name? I can't even think of his damn name. Uh, yeah. Y'all ever watched the boys? I saw the first part of it. I've seen yeah. previews. Yeah. I never is sat it, down. Is, watch it, is it Homelander or something like that? The, the main oh, bad guy. Yeah. On yeah. The boys? Yeah. 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 Yeah, because he wants to be like play? Superman or something. He's he's a he's Superman. Like, he's like the like that like that universe's version of Superman, but he's yeah. a really big asshole. asshole yeah, yeah. He's, who did he play in Oppenheimer? Oppenheimer, he played like one of the scientists that he brought on. Like he was a really really small part, but I do remember him specifically being in the movie. And I was like, oh, oh that's nice. He's in there. You see, uh, you recognize Ben Affleck's brother? When he I did. Up? He was like he was like the colonel or something like that who was like interviewing him like uh, near the tail end of the movie. Yeah, yeah, I saw him pop up. And it took me half a beat to realize that was Robert Downey when I saw him. How did he do? He did really good. He, he was awesome. He should he should get he should get he nominated. will be nominated. Yes, he if will he doesn't, 
I'll I'll be very very upset. I'll be very upset if he wasn't nominated for this one. He did a really really good job. He did That's a really good, good job. Killian yeah. uh, Murphy he did a great job. Emily Blunt was pro- actually a disappointment. And she, I don't think it's her fault. It was just the it character. wasn't her fault, but her character. It was just like she was so forgettable. It was it was really weird. It's like you gonna have someone like Emily Blunt in there. You might as well just have like some no name actress if you're not gonna give him like something important to do or have like some good dialogue for her to. To go through, it was just it kind of pissed me off that they underutilized her somewhat of her talent, and you put her in this movie just to be like some glorified side character that doesn't have a lot of impact on the movie. To like the very end, she had like a good a good little scene where she was being like uh, interviewed by that committee, and she actually like I thought she was going to be all timid, then she actually like woke up. I was like, are you telling him to grow a backbone like the entire movie? And now all of a sudden, you get all timid, and you like like reserve yourself back to like. Not really having like that voice that you want him to have, but it was nice. She did a really good job near the end, but overall, she was like very forgettable for the most part. Like as soon as that pinochle time came up, I forgot <laughs> I had my son in the theater. I'm like, oh shit, Ryan warned me. <laughs> like coming, hey, coming out of nowhere too, and I saw an IMAX. I saw those titties bouncing in the IMAX screen. <laughs> but yeah, it was damn it. Um, <laughs> uh, please keep going. I this is uh the this is the. Part I was most excited for the podcast when you said that you saw Oppenheimer. I wanted to hear your opinion because that going into this year, I knew for a fact I, I thought I didn't think I would give this movie less than five stars. I thought this was guaranteed, and the fact that I really liked it instead of loved it is a little bit surprising. So it sounds like you're might be close to the same boat that I'm in. No, it is it is very close. At the very least, I found it to be a four out of five. As yeah, far that's, as that's like right. my that's as far as I my career. Okay. All right. Like the first half of the movie, like I said, it has like some good parts, but it that wasn't the part that kept me engaged. Like I said, I'm really big on dialogue. That's where I really rank good movies if they had like good writing into it. So the writing that they had for the second half of the movie where they they started going after Oppenheimer, they try to make him like he tried to make himself like a martyr, basically to the government, saying like I have like some moral qualms with what happened here? Like we did all this, we made the bomb, but I don't know if we should have done that. And I can't really agree with how the government is using it now because it's going to lead to other stuff. And I, I, I understood what he was talking about. A lot of people think that scientists don't have like this moral compass, and they'll just invent any damn thing, and they don't care how it's used. He was actually showing like people like I didn't really agree with what was going on here. After I did that, I was very regretful about what happened. I really rethought my position. So it was it was very interesting, and I was very interested in like in his story overall, as far as what how they portrayed Oppenheimer and Einstein, and all the other scientists that was a part of this project. I thought it was actually pretty good. The dialogue of the second half of the movie carried it to the finish line to where I wanted it to be. That's the kind of movie that I want to see from Christopher Nolan. A lot of great dialogue. And he actually gave me good sound. So that was actually a plus. So you can actually hear the dialogue. Yes, well. that's what I want. I want to if you're gonna write the I feel like it's a disservice when you have like some good screenwriting, but you have shitty audio. Mm-hmm. I hate that. I want to hear every single line of dialogue that they wanted us to hear. They wrote it in a certain way. I don't want to miss this. It's like one of those things where I really rely on captions on Netflix and Hulu right yeah. now. Cause I watch a lot of shows and a lot of subtitle shows where they have like a lot of accents and I can't pick up a lot of accents on TV shows. That's why I have to watch Ted Lasso like this, but yeah, Dialogue is very, very important to me. More important than anything. It's more important than the action scene in an action movie. I need to read and hear the dialogue for the most part. So, yeah. Thank you, Chris Nolan. I thought you did a really good job. It's not one of your top three to me. I, th- I still think you have other movies that's going to 
rank into your top three as far as like your catalog. But this one, probably number four as far as Christopher Nolan and his uh, catalog that he has so far. It was still a really good movie. And I encourage everybody to go out and watch this movie. If you got three hours to sit back and watch this one, it was well worth the uh, the sit down for this one. I know my wife was feeling it after like two hours. <laughs> Two hours. She was like, Lacey. I was like, damn, you you lasted yeah. longer than I thought. I thought you was going to, as soon as the lights go out, man, you was going to be knocked out. But no, she actually stayed awake for it. It was actually pretty impressive. Yeah. So shout out to my wife, Holly, for staying awake for the whole three hours. And shout out to my son. Uh, he wanted to go watch this for his birthday. That That's definitely my blood right there, saying he wanted to go see Oppenheimer on his that's birthday. That's good. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, yeah. We could all be so lucky. Hell yeah. Yeah. So How did he enjoy it? He enjoyed it, as far as I know. I wouldn't bring him in here and say he can talk on a mic, uh, but no. A teenager sitting through a three-hour movie, that's impressive. Oh, Very no, impressive. I, I made him sit through the Justice League. I made him that watch the little, Justice oh, League. Oh, that's a little me. different. Yeah, you got Superman, Batman. Yeah, at 16, yeah, I, I'll watch a seven-hour movie. Yeah, throw Batman yeah, this, and Superman this in the same is not movie. a lot of action, so. <laughs> no, but it was still a really good movie. I was, I was, I was actually very impressed with what good. Christopher Nolan did with this one. So, yeah, good job for you, Christopher Nolan. And I'm trying to think. I don't want to. I don't want to touch on the Meg right now because really? that, that that one is. I do. It, it is what it you is. Saw it, dude. Yeah, it, it was. Actually, I saw the Meg and the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Now the Meg, I'll just give this like a. It's it's literally middle of the road. Two and a half out of five for me. It's nothing special. It is what it is. It was actually a little bit better than I was anticipating as far as like a sequel to a movie that not it wasn't that great in the first damn place. But I still thought it was pretty good. Jason Statham does a good job. Being that kind of character, that uh, that whole just a normal man being like damn near a superhero in this movie, going against like some megalodon shark, whatever the hell they call it now. <laughs> I was like, all right, it, it was entertaining, some good kills, like that, all the other stuff. But yeah, overall, it's just it's just middle of the road. That's all it is. It's nothing special. Two and a half out of five. You just yeah, want, I like, can't a, believe you're being that generous. This movie was shit. To that me. sounds bad. This movie yeah. was shit. And the got, fact that you gave the Mario Brothers movie <laughs> a, a worse rating than this. That's because I had more anticipation of what I thought it was going to be. I, I was not. I, I was more actually looking forward to the Meg 2 more so than the Mario. I didn't think I needed or ever wanted another Mario Brothers movie. So to my pleasant surprise, it was it was pretty good. But now this is just my cup of tea. I, you know, I love to see big creatures and monsters eat people on screen. Yes, I, you I, know I, this. I, I love it. Um, this is should never be mentioned. The same, of course, not in the classic. So of course, it's not going to be in Jaws category. But this should never even be mentioned in the Anaconda category, <laughs> the Deep Rising category, Man. not even the Meg One category this shouldn't even be mentioned the same sentence as lake placid this is okay i agree this uh, is anaconda 2 you ever see anaconda terrible two? i did is that the one where that was the one that had a morris chestnut name it was like mating season or something yeah. like that yes. the snakes look really fake. yeah that yeah. black guy i don't know if, was morris chestnut in that one but morris. there's a light-skinned black guy you see in a lot of b-movie season that they're having some big snake gorgeous they should always show that on the trailers oh you talking about the one dude that was in eight mile what character he playing? Eight Remember, he was like the the club promoter, or whatever. Yes, he was in that. Yes, yep. exactly. Yep, that's him. Yeah, that is him. him. Absolutely, yes, it is. Uh uh-huh. Yep. Um. Shit. Uh. This mo- I, This movie gets one and a half stars for me. Damn, you are not being generous um, at all. <laughs> if it the one and a half stars are earned <laughs> just by Jason Statham always being a badass that he is, and. 
the fact that it actually lived up to its title because I didn't expect them to spend as much of the first half of the movie in the actual trench. And this was this was one of the worst. This this movie sucks, Tommy. I can't believe you gave it two and a half stars. Them I walking around I, in that damn trench. I got trench, what I wanted, man. They like, didn't give us hardly any Meg. They, there was, they, they even had a little, they said, oh, yeah, they're mating out here. So we saw some Meg swimming around in that dark-ass trench. I saw they had the Kraken and shit in there. Yeah, they had that octopus. You've oh. already, if you've seen the previews, you've yeah. seen all oh, the Kraken Oh, my scenes. goodness. And then the Meg, is it, is it rated PG-13? Yes. Can they, they can't show the shirt really eating people, you, do they? They do, oh. but you can get away with a lot of violence. And yeah, um, but... It's it's absolutely ridiculous, and if you got Jason Statham in a movie, it doesn't fit him to me. It doesn't fit. It, him it shouldn't, but you could have made it work because there was a lot of military people holding guns and a lot of fight, oh, okay. a lot of fight scenes in this. And of course, they used the black character for comic relief or tried to. That was a, that was the a disaster. chubby dude. He was on the yes. first one, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So he, I'm glad he got some action scenes to partake in, but it, the comedy didn't work, and it was. Uh, extremely hokey and i it, one thing i do want to point out there is uh the second lead actor in this movie at if in case it wasn't obvious by the movie itself or the previews this is a joint chinese production oh yeah i didn't grasp that at all not at all that's why the first movies have majority asian characters on the beaches getting eight partying and Co-leads. No, so as soon as you hear somebody talking Mandarin, it's like, all right, man, I see where this yeah, is going. Yeah. <laughs> I know who footed the bill on <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, they yeah. absolutely did. So the director of this movie is a guy by the name of Ben Wheatley. I looked up his filmography uh, before this show. I've not seen any movie that he's made. But this was, I don't know the budget, but after watching the movie, they spent at least $150 million to $200 million on this movie. Ben Wheatley, the movies he's made before this, Low budget. I, I like to see a guy get a shot. But doing a little more looking around, the co-lead of this movie is an actor by the name of Jing Wu, uh, the main, the the second lead, the male actor in this. He is a actor slash director, and he might be the biggest star in Asia, in Hong Kong right now. Really? Um, his One of his first movies he directed was a movie called The Wolf Warrior. That movie made $81 million in Asia alone, made on a $5 million budget. Wolf Warrior 2, just in Asia alone, they even brought in the MCU's Frank Grillo. Remember, he turned into, um, uh, what's, uh, he got his face smashed in, in the Winter Soldier. Then he was wearing that mask in Civil War. Oh, he War. played Crossbones? Crossbones, there we go. Frank yeah. Grillo propped up in Wolf Warrior 2. This movie had a $30 million budget. He starred and directed it. Just in Hong Kong alone, this movie made eight hundred and seventy million dollars. Wow, impressive! Two movies that came out within the past five years called The Wandering Earth and The Wandering Earth Two. Eight completely made in Hong Kong. Earth comes off its orbit. These movies aren't bad. They're better than the Meg Tug. Give me that. Lead star of that seven hundred million dollars. For the Wandering Earth 1, $600 million for the Wandering 2. These movies weren't even released in the United States, except on limited release. Both those movies made under $5 million in the United States, just off, mostly off of Hong Kong. Those movies to combine have made $1.4 billion. And he was the lead star of a movie called The Battle of Lake Shangji. This is the Hong Kong version of Saving Private Ryan. This movie 
made $900 million in Hong Kong alone. Why in the hell didn't you get let this guy make this movie? This is a joint Chinese production. He's such a huge star. He should have way more creative control, especially if it's a joint Chinese. I just thought it was pretty amazing that he was so underserved in this movie. But this dude's a fucking superstar in Asia. It's ridiculous. And whatever profit the Meg to make, it's going to be in Asia. And this movie will probably make less than $100 million in the United States. I wouldn't be surprised this movie makes $200, $300 million in China alone. I thought that was pretty interesting. This guy has been behind some of the biggest blockbusters in uh, of the past 10 years. But most American moviegoers would never hear of it. That's why there's this big disparity with overseas movie going because um, they'll watch our movies, but we won't bring any of their movies over here. If if a movie makes nine hundred million dollars in China, I want to that should get a more a bigger push in the United States. So I just thought that was pretty good. But one and a half stars for me for the Meg Two, and I say I was a little disappointed in. The newest Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as well. Not me. I thought it was great. You thought it was great? I gave him. I'll let you go. I'll All right. Trying to make it spoiler free. Yeah. Sean. I, I, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was excited. This was. This is. I put that up there with Spider Man. Really? Uh, yeah. You have got to be kidding. Hold this, on, man. It's his opinion. My opinion. Therefore, it's the right one. Because I'm more of a Ninja Turtle yeah. fan than I am a Spider Man fan. I'm with you on that. Uh, so I put it up there as far as this kind of animation. Man, I let you you go you if you want to go you can go first if you want to. Now, first off, it. do you think it does it justice to the original Teenage Mutant Ninja? It's better than, the, than what we. Sean, wow, uh, this is better. This is Tommy. Better. This is your podcast. No, I think we need to have is, this is need, our podcast. Yes. Okay, you can't. Hey, I'm just giving my truth. I'm telling you what I feel. Tommy, I was, no, we need to when drug it? test. Drug test, Sean. <laughs> What drugs do you... I want some of your drugs. All right, first off, in the I want your drugs, Sean. First uh-huh. off, if we're going to talk about a drug test, I want you to not be the one to bring it up. Because <laughs> you fail every damn thing right now. <laughs> I've stayed away from the hard stuff, I family and friends. Okay. I, I don't do the hard stuff. Yeah, no. It's but, just my opinion, man. I, I thought it was excellent. I, it, it was excellent to oh me. Oh, my God. Okay, I, I will say I will say this. Ice Cube was excellent. He was great. Ice Cube what, what stole the play? show. He played Superfly. Superfly. <laughs> he was the main villain. He he was awesome. Yeah, he's. I, I'll, I'll give him that. Um, the animation, which has been heavily inspired by the recent Spider-Man movies, and uh, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty interesting when we were reviewing the newest Spider-Man movie, which is out on digital right now. Please buy that movie if you, or wait for the Blu-ray to come out in a month. But the animation along with uh, that recent uh, Antonio Banderas cat movie. Remember the cat from Shrek? Oh, Puss in oh, Boots. Puss in Boots, yeah. yeah. So the the first Puss in Boots movie was pretty much CGI like Shrek was. But the recent sequel that came out last year, which is pretty damn funny, I would recommend that also. It uses this uh, hand-drawn animation style that Spider-Man pretty much was was uh the innovator of along with this teenage mutant intros and just like uh you made a comment when we were reviewing across the spiders you said was was this anime or uh yeah, i don't know exactly you, what like, you call it but yeah. because you hit you touched on an interesting point sean because that's the reaction i had uh when i saw the first spider-man movie with miles morales at into the spider-verse it was somebody who's seen a lot of anime and a lot of anime movies. I had never seen anything like that. So it was new. 
And so I don't blame you for saying, what kind of style is this? Because it is new. So, yeah, uh, this was obviously inspired by the Into the Spider-Verse, Across the Spider-Verse. But um, after that, I will say that's where the positives stop for me. Uh, This iteration of the Turtles, including Splinter, I'm not a big fan of. So I don't want to spoil anything for you, Tommy. But how they learned martial arts and the portrayal of Splinter was a huge letdown for me. I don't even think they need to go into that arc. It's one thing to show how they're created. But when you find out how they learned martial arts, I, I'm not a fan of that. But uh, This is similar to the Michael Bay Turtle movie, if you've seen those. The live action I Michael did. Bay produced. They were all right. Not so great. I said, this was, this was all right. I, it wasn't the shit fest I thought the Meg was. I'll give it. I'll give it two and a half stars. This was a two and a half star oh, movie. Oh boy, I'm way off base. Um, Man, I, the fact that you sit, you're putting this above the live action '90s movies. Yeah, I think this is this is more that. like Turtles Three for me when they went to Japan. Remember? Oh, they damn, hold on, man. Even no, I know is, nothing is that bad. It's not that. This is way off. We're way off. I, I, okay. I just give you an opinion. All right. All right. I, I, I thought they, I thought they did a hell of a job with the Ninja Turtles. I of course you know looking back on the on the, the original ones or the live action, those were great. Those were you know I'm looking at it like you know these are they weren't really teenagers. I mean they were grown men com- pretending to be teenagers to me. Yeah. And now as I look back on it as a uh, adult, I can see that these were real teenagers. These are teenagers playing teenagers. They acted like teenagers. Oh, and and I think what would really put me, I just I felt it. It felt like the original cartoon that I loved to death. If they felt like that to me, um, what they were saying was all up to date. I mean, they, they that has nothing to do with it. But I like what they were like. Oh, Beyonce! They're talking about Drake and stuff. You know, what I mean, it was they kept it for the you know uh, modern modern times. Um, I like what they did with Splinter. I thought it was funny. Jackie Chan was hilarious to me. I thought it was funny. I laughed more than anything. That's I laughed. A, I the laughed. most important thing is if you enjoyed it. I did. And then the way you're talking about how they trained them, I thought it was just different. I mean, even this this type of animation looked different than Spider-Man to me. It's a little, like almost like it's not finished all the way, kind of. I don't know how to explain it. You, you saw, saw the yeah. trailer. You, you saw, saw the smoke was... coming out the cars. Yeah, they had scribbly lines on there for some. Yeah, of the... yeah, that's almost. It, like it worked. I love this style yeah. of animation. I, I thought but... I liked the April O'Neil character that they put. In. Oh, just, I hated this. Just different because we're so used to the, what we know as April O'Neil. She was different. Don't and... you like them having a crush on April O'Neil? I thought it was cool. Like, yeah, I like. They didn't have a crush on her. Yes, she did. Leonardo did. No, he, no. Yes, he did. But anyways, we get past that. Uh, I saw it by myself because nobody else wanted to see it. I, but the theater I went to had a good time with it. They were laughing, kids and adults. It was funny to me. Seth Rogen as Bebop was little roles he had. You didn't have a whole lot of character, uh, a lot from the other mutants, but you didn't have the Shredder. So I, we didn't know any of these other mutants that they were going up against, except for Bebop and Rocksteady. I don't know the only ones I ever heard of. But I thought it was great. And Ice Cube as Superfly. That's super dope. That was great. Yeah, yeah. great. That's he shows worth up watching uh, the movie alone. He just shows to see up him. the first time they meet him. Funny as hell. Great. But fantastic. I, fantastic. I like what was going on. I liked everything about it. It was a good time. I like this. This. I thought this was the best Ninja Turtles. What? I, I think this is the best Ninja Turtles. I get five brownie points. Oh my! Five brownie points for me. 
This is oh. my opinion, man. I thought I had a great time. I went home with a Sean, smile on my face. I, I just saw it last wait. night. I, I had a smile wait. on my face all the way home. Ryan, don't you trample on this <laughs> happiness. I just want to know I just want to know where you're getting his drugs from. It's not. How did you I enjoy this movie so much? Probably from you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> this was a great time. This was a great time. It, the jokes were there. The action was there. I, I like the colors. I like the way it looked. It was like, is it made for kids or does it have like a lot of adult humor? It's got both. It's made for kids, but it's got okay. some adult humor. They're saying some stuff like, because they want to they wanna be teenagers. They want to be real teenagers, not just turtles. And so they want to have girlfriends. They want to go to high school. They have that dilemma. And, you know, Shredder, I'm not Shredder, but Splinter is trying to keep him to himself because he don't have anybody. And he's trying to date. That's funny as hell. The thing he ends up dating, I won't tell you, but it's um, <laughs> that was kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I just and the backstory was... about that roach. Yeah, I became friends with this roach. <laughs> I'm not gonna ruin that yeah, for Tommy. That, that was hilarious. Yeah, don't kill, don't kill the movie. That that was, I still want to watch. I had a smile on my face. I laugh genuinely. I was in the theater. And I thought everybody in the theater had a good time. I didn't see nobody would sat the whole row in front of me were dancing to every song. The the score, the the music was perfect. Everything that they had was like this. This is dope for this man. They were playing good stuff. You know what I mean? Like and that, okay, this, that so that's where of, it goes. Your cup of tea. See me. That was that was a negative for me. You didn't like that? I thought it was because it, it was they're just playing pop songs from the past. Now no, you compare, they had new stuff. New, not older. No, well, they did have some like some. Uh, yeah, even when Tribe when, Called Quest or something in there, they. Yeah, I said this. That's like a Seth Rogen feel to me because he he is our age. Oh yeah, they push so, it to the limit. Yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah. When they were trained, these are these songs are thirty years old. No, there I, were some I, good songs though, like it was, the, the Superfly song. Like, you know, I'm Superfly. I mean, like that shit was dope. Like it was just dope. It worked for me. I had a smile all the way home. I thought you was going to love that. I thought, well, Ryan saw this. He probably liked this. So you're telling me you're putting this above across the spider verse? I say it's a tie. But I, but I look back, I, gave, I think I gave them a four and a half. Just because I'm more of a Ninja Turtles fan, I'm going to give this a five. I'm a more of a Ninja Turtles I love, you can ask my dad, I love Turtles so much. I think we all did. But I really, I mean, that was my favorite thing of all time. So for me to say... You know, Spider Man. I, I didn't get into Spider Man like, until I got older. Not, I'm still not a huge Spider Man fan. So this is on the line. I think it's just a little bit better for me because it was a comedy. That Spider Man took a little more of a serious role. Still a great movie. I give it four and a half, but I give this Ninja Turtles. I gave them five. I, I wanted to give them four and a half, but the more I thought about today, I just had a smile on my face thinking about it. It makes me smile just thinking about it. It's, just, it's a good movie, man. I liked it. So, I'm, 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 awesome. I'm excited that he's excited about this. Yeah, same here. Yeah. I, I, I'm just happy you enjoyed the movie. That I thought much. for I'm sure you were gonna like that. I didn't think you was gonna go that low. But I mean, I'm about to say, what kind of bad mood were you in when you I watched it? I was in a it? good mood. I was in. A, I was in a pretty good mood when I watched it. I was looking for. I now, was, do you do what we keep telling you to do to go on without expectations? I had no expectations. I um. Oh yeah, that's been a mantra of mine for quite a long time. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I go in with an open mind. And this is one of the movies I was more excited to see this year. Um, so, believe me, I have no joy giving it a uh, a C plus grade. When I say two and a half stars out of five, to me that's a C plus, um, which is I, I, I'm not a waste of time at all, by any means. There was a lot of stuff I enjoyed about it. Like I said, uh, even though I didn't like this portrayal of the turtles, this was definitely not my favorite incarnation of it. It was still refreshing to see something different. I really liked the animation style they used. Uh, 
It was, um, I, like I said, it, it's good that these sounded too young to be teenagers. I maybe I did have a squeaky voice when I was fifteen. Yeah, I mean, like Donatello sounds like a kid. But they they that, sounded ten years. These guys sounded ten years old instead of fifteen and sixteen. I felt like that was perfect, right? Like freshman <sighs> eighth graders is what they sound like to me. Like the stuff they said, the little jokes that they had. Like they were shy about talking to the girl, but they were trying to push the other one to go talk to the girl. Like it was just how I remembered. That's what I said, yeah, and, and yeah, they so. tried to go the more comedy route, which is, which is hand in hand with what the turtles is. The turtles has to be funny that's yeah that's that's what the ninja trolls are it's, it's a funny movie but look at the name of it teenage mutant ninja turtles with animation you can do so much more in the action side of things than what you can ever do in live action that's one of the reasons i love man of steel so much that first henry cavill superman movie that was the first time we actually got to see Superman's powers and what he can actually do and what those Kryptonians can do that looked awesome in live action. Usually you only see that stuff in cartoons. I saw and what, I, what inspired Batman vs. Superman is an animated movie called The Dark Knight Returns, which I highly recommend. It's awesome. And in that movie, Superman's pretty much a lapdog for the president, and the president sends him over to Russia, and this guy's just throwing tanks in the battlefield. It's fucking awesome. I, that's the kind of stuff I want to see in animation that can't be done in live action. There's only so much you can do with uh, a martial artist in a big-ass heavy turtle suit. I, I just didn't... The, they didn't live up to their potential of what they could do on the on the ninja action side of things. I thought they did, though. I thought that was a different take to it, and I thought they did. I thought that was... I like the way they put it. You know, it's not what we used to, but, you know, I don't... I just thought it was different. It was refreshing. They didn't stick to the script that we know. And so I think, you know, I, I heard a lot of people, some people said they didn't like, you know, that take. But I liked it, man. I just can't. I can't speak for everybody. I thought it was refreshing. And I smiled. My, I was smiling the whole movie. I was laughing and smiling by myself. <laughs> you know, I mean, those people next to me, but they were like two seats over. Uh, it was a good time for me. I gave it. I give it a five brownie points. No, you me. got me excited to watch it for a second time. You got me excited to watch it one time. Yeah, go give it a chance. See what you think, man. I'm not gonna say you give it five points or whatever the grade you want to give it, but I just thought it was great, man. I, they did what I I was not expecting some of the stuff they did, and Ice Cube took the cake. <laughs> Ice Cube was great. He was absolutely star. This yeah, he was great. Yeah, so. Right. We, we and I am looking forward to a sequel. Yes, yeah, yeah. And like I said, there's no shredder. Uh, they yeah, didn't I, have the guy that has that that brain in there. Remember that brain oh, that was in that brain. fluid That's tank. What his name is? It, is it the brain? Or I can't. I don't his know his name. name, but uh, yeah. But these were newer. This was a newer superhero. I didn't know. But I hear about before. But yeah, there was no uh, Casey. Uh, what's the hockey oh. mask wearing guy? Oh yeah, Casey. Yeah. Casey I don't know Jones, why I didn't want to say Casey Ryback. Yeah, he's in there. The turtles be running from Casey. Ryback. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> but they're just goofy and they're funny. I like. I like the way. I know you could tell Seth Rogen. You know, did something because it was a comedy more than anything. You know, so and he can play serious parts, but. I, this was great to me. I liked it. So. Well, I'm, I'm actually jealous that you had such a good time. Brian? Agreed. Yeah, I wish I enjoyed it as much, Sean. I was a little disappointed. This was, I, I wanted to, I wanted to be a little bit more exciting and a little bit more funny than what it was, but it's not a bad movie at all. I would, if you have any interest at all, 
highly recommended and i i really feel it most people uh in the elementary school middle school age group will love this movie this is it was definitely uh a, 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 it wasn't bad it just wasn't great either that's why I, i'm i'm right in the middle i i, just, I wanted i wanted to love it the way sean did i, I I'm, I'm pretty jealous actually all right well maybe you need to get better drugs next time you <laughs> exactly or maybe you must have that messed up your mood. Uh, I don't know what it was, but <laughs> Sean made it sound like this movie is fucking incredible. That's I what I was anticipating. I thought it was. Maybe somebody put something in my popcorn. But <laughs> Apparently. They did. Yeah. I didn't have no... I was just like, ooh, I hope this is good. And I was just smiling the whole time. It's like, ooh, I wish I could rewind that and watch that part again. And I thought it was funny. It was funny for the mo- majority of it was funny to me. I'm like, this is funny. Like, man, this is good. So, All right. We got any headlines we got to go over? Ryan, do you got any update on the strike that's been going on the last, I don't know, month or so now? Um, I did see that the uh, visual effects artist with Marvel, they've decided to unionize. Oh, shit. And uh, there hasn't really been any uh, union for every other part of the movie industry, whatever field you're getting is unionized. But the visual effects artists haven't unionized since the 70s, and that was the pre-CGI area era. So that's a pretty big deal um, that they're unionizing now because, uh, yeah, this has been a big story for the past 20 years uh, as far as the uh, visual effects artists being overworked and underpaid. I, I'm, I'm sure you guys remember that story, uh, Life of Pi. Oh, yeah, they got bankrupt. Yeah, when, when Academy Award for Best Visual Effects and they filed for bankruptcy a couple months after that. That that's just bizarre. Uh, so apparently, at least talks are happening, and um, there, there's there's going to have to be some negotiation and some um, people are going to have to lower their expectations on both sides. That's that's for the greedy executives and the people striking because we it's just a new era. We're not in the cable television syndication era anymore these the way these streamers make money is completely different i'm sure you guys have heard stories about netflix not even making a profit until a couple of years ago you, you heard that no i don't remember hearing anything about Nef- that. netflix they kept promising investors we're gonna turn just hang tight just hang tight even from when they had to order the dvds all that they were always reporting losses up until last year, that's when they first started making a profit. Um, and everybody's scaling back. And right now, they're going to start sharing content. So you'll see uh, Paramount Plus properties being loaned out to Netflix for a month. They've decided it's beneficial. Um, and it's a, it's kind of a win-win for each situation. So uh, I still don't think these strikes are going to be over with any time in 2023. But the unionization of the Marvel VFX is a pretty big deal. And I think that's a good thing. And not everybody's pro union, but for certain industries, especially entertainment, I think that's extremely beneficial because they're trying to screw you out your pay any way they can. So I, I do think that that's a good thing. I think we already talked about Barbie passing a billion. Yeah. I, very uh, impressive. Very impressive. I do think at this point, is it you guys think it's going to, Past Mario Brothers movie, I think so. Yeah, it's looking like it. They, it's still it's still in the theaters, right? I mean, it's still there. It's still it's still number one. Yeah, yeah. This movie made fifty million dollars in its third week. 
just off a weekend. Damn, that's impressive. That's crazy. Some people thought that's what his opening weekend would be. Um, I do want to ask you guys a question. So it looks like Barbie is going to be the highest grossing movie of the year within the next two or three weeks. Mario Brothers is number going to be number two. Are there any other releases this year that mm. you guys think will that can or will make more money than either Mario Brothers and Barbie? Or do you think these... I'll give you my answer. I think no. I don't think any other movie this year is going to make more than what <clears throat> Barbie is right now or what Mario Brothers made. That's both domestically and worldwide. That's my opinion. But I, I did want to pose that question to my fellow savants. Damn, I'm trying to think of what else is coming out this year. I don't really see any other competition for the rest of the year, honestly. You don't think Blue Beetle's going to make a bunch? Oh, no, fuck no. no. <laughs> I don't either. They already project that one to be like the lowest one for like a DC movie as far as their opening. Hell no. They're, got, they're not going to do I it. I got a feeling. Yeah, I, I'm still... I, I thought Barbie would be a hit, but I'm still amazed that this movie is going to make more money than Indiana Jones and The Flash. I, I, I didn't I didn't see that coming. I really thought the Spider-Man, like uh, Into the Spider-Verse or Across the Spider-Verse, whatever, I thought that was going to have like a really big chance to get up there. I thought that one was actually pretty Up until good. Barbie, this that would have been the highest grossing movie of the summer. Oh, you're talking about Make a Billion. Yeah, when I think about like the big releases, I'm like, all right, what's going to cross a billion? I didn't think so. And I, I knew I didn't, I didn't assume that Mario was going to do that. Either did I. But I didn't think you thought Spider-Verse would? I thought because it built off so much goodwill of the first one cuz a lot of people that were begrudgingly watching the first one when they came back and told me that they saw it it was like, "Yo, that movie was really fucking good." I'm like, fuck, you, yeah, you, you it, damn right it was." Hell yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. But it was still I I still think this newest across the Spider-Verse is similar to like The Dark Knight. And where, I thought it was going to play a lot better internationally. Agreed. Agreed. And um I really feel this is a uh a Sony thing just because uh, that's a Japanese company. So I'm, I, I really feel that there was a lot of uh, animated movies, animes do great in Japan. So I'm shocked it didn't do better in Japan. But I think that was just because the competition they have, and I think some of the competitors didn't want it to do good. I understand why a Japanese-owned company, their properties will never do good in China. You know, they, they hate Japan. <laughs> They're not going to support the Japanese for anything. So I, I I am a little shocked it didn't do as good as it did internationally, but um, you can't understate how much of a massive success this movie is. That first Spider-Verse opened to $30 million opening weekend and had legs and ended up making like around, I believe, 190 in theatrical. So for this sequel to make $120 million in the first three days and the first movie only made 30 that's incredible. And yeah, I didn't. I knew this movie wouldn't make wouldn't make five hundred million dollars or a billion worldwide. I, I really, I think this movie over um, overperformed, and uh, just the way this Barbenheimer with uh, Barbie, and yeah, some of these fine girls I've seen on that I follow on Twitter, they've seen Barbie five times. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad they get their moment. Right. Um, Only thing I can see. Making any money and it's yeah. not going to have a lot of time is Aquaman. Man, but that I got, keep that got about pushed that. back to next year. Really? Have, have they actually? I forgot all about I think, I, think they, I think you're right. What about um? Because they, they got the Hunger Games. Uh, the Hunger Games com- coming and, out. And then they got Dune. the Marvels. What about Dune? 
Big nah, game. I think Dune will probably top out like between four hundred and five hundred million. I would say those are the two closest. I would say uh, the only thing that might shock me that might do well is the Wonka movie. Yeah, that could that give, could be you because probably, it's around the, Christmas time. Willy Wonka does have nostalgia. Off, gonna get older crowd. Johnny mm-hmm. Depp did very, a really good true. job doing his version of it. I'm I'll, I'll be surprised I'll if it didn't have a good version. Weekend. I'd actually like that because word. Christmas time is a good time to go out and watch a movie anyway. Because you know what, we back into that rhythm of like we need a big release around the holidays. And I really don't see anything else having a lot of competition with Barbie get, at this point. Barbie nah, pretty much just blew everybody right. out the damn water. It did. You're not going to get did. Ghostbusters. I think they moved that back, didn't they? Did they move that got back, too? Back. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. And yeah, I thought may, maybe the Marvels will probably cross $500 million. I don't see them reaching a billion at all. You know, I saw a Which trailer. is crazy. The first one did make a billion. I saw the trailer to it again last night because I saw the Ninja Turtles last night about 7.30, whatever. I saw the Marvels trailer. It looks a little better than I thought. I mean, I could Man, see like, I could see me watching that. That second trailer sucked bad. That didn't look so the bad. The first teaser, I was like, I was with you. I was with you, Sean. Uh, that first teaser for the Marvels. It's like, you know, I was not hyped for this, but this looks not half bad. You know what what, what possibly could save it is if the Loki show kind of like uh leads into it in a very creative way. You need something that's going to build into, like, that's how Marvel is supposed to it's be It's definitely working. not Secret Invasion. No, Secret Invasion, if anything, they let me go, like, you know what, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> because the CGI on that one was so damn bad. And I'm just thinking, like, Loki, the first season was so damn good. If the second season is equally as good as the first one, that could be a nice lead-in to the Marvels. Because Marvel doesn't have another release this year. And I think what's really going to hurt it is there's... Uh... Yeah, what what movie is going to follow up Mrs. Marvel? Because, yeah, I think uh, that first Captain Marvel, they were like, okay, you need to see this movie to get ready for the future. I think that was yeah, I think, before I think, Endgame. Uh, not Captain Marvel. I was thinking like the, the next uh, Marvel release, I believe, is uh, the Captain America Brave New World. I think that comes out in the summer next year. Oh, yeah, but we haven't seen any footage for that. And no. there's been. And I still think it's weird that they didn't put out a trailer for Aquaman yet. That it is, is so. It's supposed to be released, and then they didn't put out a trailer. I told y'all like a couple episodes ago that was really weird that they haven't put out a trailer yet because usually they put out trailers like six, seven months ahead of schedule to get people hyped for so they can kind of get a feel about what the ticks is going to be like as far as like how people are engaged in the the trailer, like people responded to like the feedback and all that stuff. That's how I usually gauge like how things are going to go. The fact that they didn't put out a trailer tell me that DC was fucking scared to death since that Flash movie bombed. It's like you know what. We need to do some more reshoots. We got to do they something over They might push this again. one back, too. They might fuck around and put out Batgirl. <laughs> I swear <laughs> to God. They might, all right, man, we got we to give them something. I hope like we it. get a chance to see they that. They might put that shit on, like, HBO Max. Like, hey, here, they have this free movie that we made for, I, like. I, I know that movie's going to suck, but I just want to see how much of a disaster it is. I really hope we get to see that. I'm surprised one. somebody didn't, quote, unquote, accidentally release it online. At this point, you just gotta like let somebody you see know, that damn yeah, movie. There's gotta be a disgruntled employee in WB somewhere that leaked it out. But there's no way in hell, and I'm, I'm as big of a Batman fan as there is. There is no way in hell if I was executive, I would ever greenlight a Batgirl movie. I don't care if we're bringing back Michael Keaton or not. That is just such an uninteresting character. What the hell was anybody thinking to give a hundred million dollars? They weren't thinking. To, apparently not. That was one of the most least interesting characters of all time. That was a horrible decision. (laughs) A terrible decision. (laughs) But hey, we make bad decisions all the time. That's how some of us have kids. (laughs) Not talking about me. I'm talking about other people. Of course not. Not not me. I'm happy with my offspring. (laughs) I've been pretty impressed, actually. Your your kids are pretty awesome. 
they have see, moments where they're well behaved, but I be I get them back at home. I was like, boy, you ain't shit. <laughs> you just well behave out in public. You you know how to act right in front of people. I appreciate that. <laughs> I do have a homework assignment for you guys, though. Oh shit, I hate homework. Uh, this is an easy one, and I think you guys will enjoy it. Um, I want you to when you get a chance go to the video settings on on your TV. And I want you both and any listeners out there, I want you to keep your contrast and your brightness kind of in the middle. So most TVs, it, 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 either 50 is the max or 100 is the max. Try to keep the contrast and the brightness right in the middle. And I want you to turn your color and your sharpness up to about 75, 80% of what the max is. All right, you're going to have to text this to me. You got two seconds this shit. <laughs> uh, that is, and that's just for my eyes, that is the pristine settings for a good quality movie. Now, my favorite movie of the year so far is Across the Spider-Verse. That's your favorite one? Okay. Um, and unlike, well, we're only in August, so who knows, but right now it's not even close. So whatever that number two is, it's not even close. I haven't sat down and gave him my top five. Yeah, we crossed the halfway point. We probably need to do a top five pretty soon because I don't see anything else like creeping into my list for the rest of the year. Yeah, we would. Don't forget, we got a new Martin Scorsese movie with Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro coming out. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah, so I, and, yeah, I'm not going to jump the gun. And a new Equalizer coming out. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that September 1st, one. September 1st. Very true, yeah. Very and true. I am kind of interested in watching that Exorcist movie. I was just, Is that I was, next year or this year? That's I believe October it comes in year. October, yeah. That's coming out this year? Yep. Yeah. October because hey. I was I was a little bit on the fence, but I saw that trailer again. I was like, "Damn, this does look actually pretty good." It looks scary. I need, I need I need to try this because that I need- trailer didn't do it for me. I, I was let down. I was looking forward to that, and oh. I th- I'm in the minority. It feels like I enjoyed all three of these recent Halloween movies. The Michael, the all Michael of Mike, them, Not even the third the, even the third one. Damn it! Even I I will give the thir- I would say. All right, man. Who's your pusher? <laughs> Who's your pusher man? Like I need to know where, where the hell you get your shit well, from, man. Because you got some real no, good shit. And, <laughs> I don't know. You said you said you liked all three. I, I like, liked all three. I, I liked like, all three. I, I, was I like, no, ain't no way in hell you like. I, I, I love the first because one. we I love dogged Michael. that. I love third Michael one. Myers, but that third one pissed was, me off. But that's understandable. Terrible. I can understand that. But that's that still wasn't. Blair Witch to the Book of Shadows bad or anything. It was pretty bad. Michael Myers didn't show Michael Myers in the first hour. I didn't he even was, know Michael Myers was in this movie. And then that little sorry dude, Michael like, Myers oh, in, in the sewer. Michael Myers is laying down in the sewer somewhere. Uh, he was like a teenage mutant in the turtle. <laughs> like the first half of the movie. It's like, why are you in the sewer all the time? <laughs> and he was at full strength to end in the last movie. I know he got his ass. He was getting shot and shit. Oh, my but God. But he still ended that movie killing the shit out of people. Yeah, so yeah. why was he so hurt he in this one? took some oh, beatings he, that we didn't know no, about. No, that whole apprentice thing. Like the old boy trying to be like the new uh, Michael Myers. Uh, yeah, I, I hated that. I didn't like that I absolutely hated that shit. If they wouldn't have pussied out, and they should have just made um, Jamie Lee Curtis's granddaughter and that apprentice, they should have just been Bonnie and Clyde, both of them just turned evil. But you can tell, I think they were going that way, but they pussied out and didn't want to go that dark. It would have worked a lot better. But um, I understand why people didn't like that. For me, I hated it. the guy getting blowtorched in the face and the guy getting smashed to death in the radio station. Uh I got my horrors worth. I, I, I understand why people hate it. And, and I remember people. I stayed up late to watch that shit, too. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, it's coming out at like 10 o'clock. 
<laughs> and Michael Myers did I'm a show up until last week. I was like, I watched. I was like, oh shit, man, I got to go to work, man. I'm tired as hell. I'm mad at myself for staying up watching this bullshit, man. It, it, it was a really big disappointment. I can't believe they ended Jamie Lee Curtis like that. They could have done that so much better. It, so much it was. Better. It wasn't as, I, the one with um, Buster Rhymes in it. <laughs> the, oh, the one, yeah. Resurrection, I think it was called. The one with uh, Tyra Banks. Was Tyra Banks in Resurrection? She was in that one because she was the one that set up the house to be like yeah, his, they were his doing house like, growing up. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, that's one of those because they were doing the like theater. a whole little reality yeah. show or something yeah, like that. Like, da- da- in the house. Danger mm-hmm. Vision is what Buster Rhymes called. They watching Danger Vision. Oh, God. and then that he had their karate kicking so Michael. I'm about to whoop your ass, Michael. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh man, come on! I, I yeah. knew walking out that theater. One, I was mad I paid for it, and then I would never watch that movie again. And sure enough, I haven't. But I'm telling you, Sean and Tommy, wait till y'all see across the Spider Verse on home. You guys, this is this is up there with the Mad Maxes, Fury Road, um, Infinity War, um, Civil War, Winter Soldier, Jurassic Park, Terminator Two. This is gonna put your TV to the test as far as audio. And visual. This is one of those movies that you're going to put on just to see how good your TV is. The detail that they put into each frame. I really, I only watched half of before this podcast. It just came on digital today. But good Lord, you can freeze frame any second of this movie, print it out and hang it up in a post in your house. You got, wait till y'all watch it in, across the Spider-Verse again. You guys are in for a visual feast. Okay. I, I can't wait for y'all to watch this at home again. You, This is a movie to add to your collection. Worth seeing in 4K if, if you can. This is one of those movies that if you want to test out how good your TV looks, this is going to be one of those movies you pop in. All right. I got a pretty good TV, so I'm all ready for this one. You guys aren't ready. Right. You guys aren't ready. All right. Any other headlines we got to cover this week? We miss anything else? No, nothing. Nobody got divorced. I know. <laughs> I yeah. Robert De Niro ain't have another kid. <laughs> Something like Toy Lanes got Lanes, ten years. 10 years oh, yeah. Shit, I yeah. forgot about that. Well, technically, she's she's part of like the actors because uh, she's twerking with that green ass on fucking She Hulk. Uh, yeah, uh, Meg Thee Stallion. Yeah, she got Tory Lanes. Like what? Ten years? Yeah, Is that what he got? Years. Ten, years. ten years in prison? Ooh, Ooh he was going for. I think they were going for twenty. So ten. He actually caught a break. But damn. But since he's Canadian, does that mean he gets deported? Is he Canadian? He yeah, Canadian? he's Canadian. Yeah, I didn't know that. So, well, just remember that f- fucker uh, was it Zimmerman who killed that black guy, who killed the black kid with the hoodie. Yeah, yeah. It's Trayvon Martin. Yeah, Trayvon. There we go. He didn't do any jail time. Oh, that's and just, Tory Lanez that's gets Florida. ten years. That's Florida. Shot oh, her in a foot. My God damn, that must have been one hell of a foot. <laughs> I don't know what. The- <laughs> yeah. Now t- shoot her in that fine ass she got. Yeah, that's worth ten years. But I'm just not shoot a, a girl. In the I'm foot. not a magnet. I don't find her attractive. What? At all. No, not at all. Tommy, I'm, Tommy, Tommy. That's just that's just not my cup of tea, and I hate tea. You um, know what I'm saying? I would. This is not for me. If if possible, and you can stick to your opinion, take a look either on Instagram or Twitter feed when she's not all makeuped out. I think you have a different opinion. The normal Megan Thee Stallion, just when she's posting stuff at home, it's like I'm going for my morning workout, that's when she's looking the finest. When she's got all these long-ass eyelashes and seven-inch nails on her fingers, she's still fine to me. But 
No, wait till you see her. The real Megan Thee Stallion in her just every she she's she's a dime. She is fucking fine as shit. She she's bad. <laughs> okay, she's <laughs> top ten female celebrity for me. Yeah, Ooh, Damn. she's fine. Oh yeah. Damn, oh you, yeah. You got way too excited talking. About <laughs> I'm that. sorry. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, don't look over at my pants, guys. No, nah, I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't, wasn't even thinking about that, man. That's your body, your choice. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't looking over there. All right. As long as we all cut up, I'm not missing any other headlines. I ain't see anything else. Nobody got divorced. Nobody passed away that I that I can remember this past week, but I haven't really been paying attention to the news. The Exorcist director, we talked about the that Exorcist already. Exorcist director, yeah. that's right. And as far as I know, all is well in the cinema world. Barbie is carrying the cinema world to new heights, breaking I, records. I can't believe this is shocking. To I'm, me. I'm I'm very impressed. I am very very impressed. I just hope they don't do the normal thing where they get really cocky and they try to do a sequel to this. I think this one should just stand alone by itself and just don't don't run back to that. Like let it let it go. You did a great thing, but don't circle back because then it's just a cash grab. You know, I'm I hundred percent agreement. But I think all three of us know there is no way in hell. They're going to let a movie that's just crossed a billion dollars and still rolling strong. They're not going to make this one movie. They are going to run this into the ground until it actually flops. And even if Margaret, Margaret Robbie doesn't come back, there's still going to be a Barbie too. Probably. And don't stop there. They're going to start. They're going to turn Mattel into the new. They're going to try to make that into the new MCU. So <laughs> don't, yeah, you, that's, don't, that's, don't you put that evil oh, on yeah. me. So <laughs> hungry, hungry hippo. <laughs> No, I don't want that. No. Hungry, Hungry Hippo and Uno are going to tie into the Barbie verse. I don't want to see Candyland. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. No, I don't want to see all ladders. that shit. It's coming. Oh, man. oh, it's coming. Mattel, they are going to milk this dry. And, uh, yeah, these these next 10 years, there's not probably won't be any more Transformers movies. But you can bet your sweet asses we're going to see a Hungry, Hungry Hippos in the Uno movie. But don't they know when you just have lightning in the bottle, man, it doesn't, it doesn't work twice. You caught a really good thing. You caught us all off guard. We were not expecting this at all. But that don't mean that's what we want. We just got surprised by your one-off. Greed don't, don't causes do that people again, to man. not think logically. Greed <sighs> will overrule logic quite a bit. And arrogance as well. Some people feel like, Oh yeah, so we can act, we can sit here and figure out exactly why this movie is good, and we can duplicate it. And it, well, it you never can happens. try to duplicate. They try. It. They can. The story of Hollywood. Of course, they're going to try. No, because the, when you do something like that, the next thing you know, you just got another trilogy of The Hangover. Exactly. The, the first one was great, and they, they try to come back and do it again. And I was like, oh god, yeah, man, yeah, y'all I, fucked it up. Y'all fucked up the good thing, man. Y'all yeah. try to make a sequel to it. You just couldn't let well enough go. And the gig was up. <laughs> over with and most of the time sequels don't work anyway most of the time yeah agreed this day and age they don't work uh, uh, maybe i did like the sonic 2 movie Sonic 2 top Big, gun maverick is in the sequel top fame. gun maverick is an anomaly all by itself yeah, absolutely that's a tom cruise rule right there like shit like that don't normally happen so just accept that it did happen just took, move on it this. took that 30 some years to be a sequel you know yeah to, to i didn't think it was ever going to come out yeah so no I'm just hoping that they don't do the stupid thing and try to do that all over again because that'll be a real big tragedy right there, having to watch that one just come out next. You know, it's not as good as the first one that it bombs a little bit. It'll still make his money, but I, I just don't want it to come down to that. Just, just don't do that to us, man. Just move on. Congratulations to everybody involved. Marco Robbie, Ryan Gosling, Greta Gerwig, all you Ken dolls. Man, it was Kraft macaroni cheesy in that damn movie. I swear <laughs> to God it was. 
I could have swore I saw a plus size Barbie. In there. And I, I was like, all right, man. Like, I, I, I had enough. I believe. It. I, I, I believe it. I don't. I don't have time for this bullshit oh. right now. I was only a matter of time before they did that. I knew they was gonna do that shit. Did they still have the photo booth set up in there where you can take your own picture? They had a. They had a at the AMC. They I don't had remember a, seeing that. Yeah, they had a Barbie photo booth set up. Um, that's it. Yeah, it was, it was first week. I went opening week. To see Oppenheimer, I saw it on a Sunday. Of course, I wanted to go see the uh, 10.30 show in the morning, beat the crowds. Of course, I was late. So halfway to Jefferson Point, I actually turned around. I was like, okay, I'm going to miss the first 20 minutes. I, I might as well turn around. Went back, came to a 2 o'clock show. That's the most packed I've seen the movie theater all year. That, that, this op, this Barbenheimer thing is a real deal. I've never seen so many females at a movie theater in my life. And then I've never seen Twilight in the theaters. You know, I do remember or Fifty Shades. I thought this this has got this beat or Magic Mike. Yeah, that was a really bad time for me. That that had (laughs) the older female. I saw a group of girls last night seeing Barbie. Young young girls like fifteen, sixteen. Are you seeing old women, mm-hmm. young women, all women in between just showing up watching Magic Mike? I'm like, you horny old women, <laughs> get y'all ass. This might be the the biggest female blockbuster of our time. Yeah, because yeah, those Twilight movies were huge hits. None of them, including that though, that two part finale they made. Now has this officially become like the highest grossing film by a female director? Did, I mean, did it pass Wonder Woman and uh, Captain Marvel? Yes. Well, no. I mean. uh Domestically, yes. Okay. Actually, yes, it did pass Wonder Woman. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't know if it's past Captain Marvel yet, though. But it, it's it's it'll probably, if it hasn't, it'll it'll, it'll do that before Friday. It, and it would this made fifty million. I know it's past both of those domestically, but worldwide, I, I'm not sure if it's past Captain Marvel yet. But it's it's going to do that before Friday. I guarantee it. Okay, because I'm hoping that Greta Gerwig doesn't become like the next like. I don't want her to go Hollywood. That sounds wrong. To say, I, hope, but, I hope she gets her dream project no, made. But I think she's talented enough to not... She doesn't have to go like the Patty Jenkins route. I rather, she, I, I'd rather she go the Catherine Bigelow route. Yeah, she can. She absolutely has I the talent she, to do that she wants shit. to make a movie about a blind dog and a deaf nun, she can. And they will fund it. You want $50 million for this piece of shit? By all means... We can put the director of Barbie. We're guaranteed to make that back in two weeks. Because I'm willing to bet that she could be like, you know, how we talked about, like, if it's a I don't a Quentin Tarantino movie or a Christopher Nolan movie, yeah. a Greta Gerwig movie might actually buy me in more I don't because think I like so. her. I don't think so with the women because women, they didn't care about who made this movie. They want to just see Barbie. We do. Well, we do, I do, but women and girls and young kids are not going to go see a this Greta, uh, what's her name? Greta, Greta Gerwig. Gerwig, just because she's making a movie. If it, if it wasn't for Barbie, just the thought of Barbie, I think that's what happened. Not just who well, the director was. If they yeah, saw her past yeah. work, they would understand. Yeah, but not, not young girls and shit like true, that. Yeah, they're true. not going to care. Whoever made this, it could have been anybody. And it, to be fair, they yeah. probably don't remember who the hell directed Wonder Woman. Right, right. They, true. Don't, they don't care. Who I, I do that. think yeah. this movie being the phenomenon and people going to see it multiple times. I think she's she's just built up her fan base. I mean, uh, not a lot of people knew who Christopher Nolan was when they walked into The Dark Knight. I was uh, one of the few people that paid to see Memento in the movie theater just because that was uh, it got so much hype online at the time. This new filmmaker, Christopher Nolan, he's made one of the best movies of the year, Memento, if you guys haven't seen that. And I don't think Oppenheimer's even better than Memento, honestly. I love Memento. That movie's fucking awesome. But... 
I do think um, she has a new, with this movie making so many people fall in love with it. She now does have a fan base. Not coming into it, I I agree one hundred percent with you, Sean. People want to see this because it looked funny in the previews, and they thought Margaret Robbie and Ryan Gosling looked perfect for the roles, which they were. Barbie, you're gonna get young girls. You're gonna get girls. I don't. I don't think you get a certain amount if you make a Barbie movie. Yeah, you're guaranteed to make probably fifteen to twenty million dollars opening weekend, but you're not guaranteed the phenomenon that what we're seeing seeing here. I honestly didn't think this movie make three hundred million dollars total in the United States. I thought yeah. it'd be open to maybe seventy five, eighty million dollars because yeah, of all the, all, the hype. Yeah, yeah, and then it would kind of fizzle out. Right, but, but I didn't see this. I didn't now, see this. If happen. they make a Barbie two with her, it's, it's going to kill. They're going to kill because the girls are going to be right back on it because they had a good time. You know, I mean, the, your kids. The, I my, my cousin, his wife took. They all dressed in pink from the biggest to the small. The kids. Damn. All went to see Barbie. Loved it. They had pink, everything on pink. They had what pink and white Air Force Ones on. I'm like, God, dog. I mean, they made it a vent. You know what I mean? So that and these girls are like the oldest is like ten. You know what I mean? Like so these are young girls. They're probably some of the stuff in Barbie probably went over their head, I'm sure. But um I'm sure a lot a, went over their yeah, head. Yeah, that's a big that's a big thing and Barbie is little girls. Like Ninja Turtles and G.I. Joe's to us, you know. So. I hear that. And that makes me happy as a cinema lover because I truly feel that the female fan base has been extremely underserved for movies geared towards them over the past 10 years. So, uh, I feel like they've been playing catch up for a while. They've been trying, but. The female empowerment movement, like some of us, some of us, like me, I'll just speak for myself, some of it is kind of eye rolly. How they're forcing a lot of these female empowerment storylines. I'm there. looking at you, Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker, and uh, your <laughs> okay. favorite scene from Endgame. I was trying to avoid that <laughs> landmine right there. <laughs> Listen, look, I just looked at my Instagram. I just opened it, and this guy's like, I told my daughter we we're going to watch the Barbie movie. And he put the girl from Exorcist face on there. She, <laughs> she took off running. It was like, man, because she was so hyped to see Barbie. We just talking about literally just came up. It's just like the phone knew, you know what I mean? Like, damn, this Barbie is everywhere. And she was excited, too. She hadn't seen it. He put the face of the exorcist lady on the screen. She took off running. So, Well, this yeah. might be the year of pink. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I'm glad these females get their pink Barbie. For me, I get uh, alternate Miles Morales because I've never seen pink look so cool on another male in my life than the alternate Miles Morales as the prowler at the end of Across the Spires verse. <laughs> He had that mask on. Oh my god! Oh, I, I can't tell you as a cinema gore how how I, I this this that was my pop culture event is across the Spider Verse, and uh, I, I can't wait to. That's exactly when as soon as I get home, I'm turning on that freaking movie. I can't wait. You guys, wait till y'all watch this movie again. Okay. You guys, you you can't catch everything in one viewing. There is no way that is it. true. There is so much going on in this movie. I well, I can't wait to break this movie down. I can't wait. But yeah, the year pink. I'm glad you enjoyed Barbie. I get alternate Prowler Miles Morales. All right, well, women, women, y'all got to win. So congratulations to y'all. <laughs> I know y'all always had those romantic comedies for the longest time. Right. We got our action movies, and y'all got your Barbie one. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's other female stuff out there. They probably make a My Little Pony movie or some shit. I have no <laughs> idea. Maybe the Pink Ranger finally gets her own solo movie. Hello Kitty or something. Oh, like I don't think this new Hunger Games is going to have the same no. uh, appeal as the originals did. Oh, no. God. That no. was there's, a lightning There's not the a big name situation. in there other than Viola Davis. And um, 
what's the guy's name that uh, played a uh, uh, Tyrion Tan- uh, Lannister from uh, Hunger Games? The the little guy. Oh, what's his name? I can't. Peter Dinklage. There we go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Smart man, Tommy. Good job. Yeah, yeah so Dinklage. yeah, he's he's only a big name that's attached to this project. And of course, anything damn near anything with Viola Davis. And this I'm, is supposed to be before. Yeah, this is like a prequel to all that stuff. And I was like, all right, I was wondering what they were really going to do with that. Can this can this series survive without his big star, which was uh, Jennifer Jennifer Lawrence? Lawrence, And I was like, maybe because you go back to the beginning. Yeah, you can probably start all over again, get like a new uh, up and coming actress or something like that or a young actor and see what she was. Nobody when she was casting this, this this, that's the series that made her a star. Now, was she in this before X-Men? Yes. Damn. Yes, she was. It was a while ago. It was Mm -hmm. crazy. Oh well, damn! I'm starting to feel old already. God damn! Really old. I bet when Jeff Lawrence is like the young hot thing that's just coming out right now. Now she's like, I don't want to say she passed her window of like being that hot thing, but you saw how she was kind of like making fun of herself in that last movie, No Hard Feelings, mm-hmm. where she was like a little bit too old and she can't be the young one anymore. I feel like she was kind of making fun of herself as like like she's still hot, but she's not like the the hot thing right now. This probably is Margot Robbie taking that over right now. So yeah. Yeah, I'm, it was awesome that she's doing it in her 30s. Is, is Margot Robert in the 30s yet? Yeah, she's got to be. Looking. Is she? If she's young, I think her and Jennifer Lawrence like in the 30, 33 age range. So they're 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 a little bit younger than us. If Mark, I, I think Margot Robbie. Yeah, 33. she's 33. Yeah. Who Margot Robbie is? Dude, yeah. I just okay. looked, I I just Googled her. And you saw and that shit pop up? exploded with pink yes. fireworks. That's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> That's not what I thought. That's what I, I shocked me. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with my phone? I am so happy that the female moviegoers get their moment. Because the, Hollywood has not been catering to you guys at all. Everything is in pink. The whole thing is pink. I didn't put Barbie. I just put Margaret Robbie. My, and then when I... When I did that, like Tommy said, it exploded with pink everywhere, like fireworks, pink fireworks. <laughs> I was like, damn, the government got me. <laughs> we know your ass been watching this. Like, we telling everybody you look at Barbie right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. She's from Australia, God dog. Yeah. Margaret Robbie is? Uh-huh. Yep. Sweet. Oh, good for her. Well, right. You know they're bringing a, a dump truck full of money. Like, please, please do a sequel, and we need you back as Harley Quinn ASAP, please. Oh, that probably ain't going to happen. She's got two iconic... She, they can. She can do whatever the hell she wants, and whatever her next movie is, guarantee you she's getting between twenty and thirty million dollars up front. Good for her. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like her. Parents, be aware that when you, because you're going to have some some preteens and people not quite old enough to see some of her old filmography. Um. You might want to watch The Wolf of Wall Street before you let your daughter sit oh, down and no watch that. Oh, no kids should watch that shit. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, one of the things that I, I always find appealing is uh, going back and looking at filmographies. And uh, I always, uh, I always, I don't say always, but I do casually think about people going back and looking at Robert Downey Jr.'s filmography because of how big of a star became after... Um, Iron Man. Iron Man, yeah. There is some genuine gold in there. I've always been at Robert Downey. I was so happy that he blew up the way he did. Him and Johnny Depp, their filmographies before they blew up, uh, you're in for a pleasant surprise. And I say the same with Margot Robbie. You're in for some great acting from that woman as you go back and look at some of her previous movies. But shout out to her being top of the world. There's not too many times where a a female actress 
is the biggest movie star in the world. We're in that moment right now. Um, that can't go unappreciated by me. I, it's a rare moment when a female is the biggest movie star in the world at the moment. Uh, round of applause for yes. you, Margo. S- salute to her. Hold on, we got we got applause around here. Mm-hmm. Thank you, sir. She deserves that. Absolutely. <laughs> Sound like some dirty old man in a strip exactly. club. We got to change our applause. That was a applause. perfect applause. <laughs> <Like> horny bastard. <laughs> <laughs> we can't do that again. Well, that was awesome. Perfect timing. Perfect. All right. Now, hidden gems. All right. Mine is going to be uh, one that is on Netflix somehow or another. I circle back to Netflix, even though I haven't been watching it really for like the past couple of months. But I remember when this movie came out, I think it came out in 2016, I believe. I was still on the Jack Black uh, train because I do, I do believe he's like one of the more talented actors and versatile actors that we have right now. So when he made that Goosebumps movie, I was all in for that one because I loved all those books growing up as a kid. It was the only yeah. way that somebody could get me Stein, to read. Yeah, R.L. Stein. Yeah. It was the only way y'all can get me to read a book back in the day because they had to give out those little pizzas if we had like um. If we got all those little, little personal pizza pans? pieces, yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, I tore yeah. up some pieces back then. Small the four little pizzas from Pizza oh, Hut. Man. You remember that? The no, personal I pans. don't. I Y'all don't remember that. that. No, I love those books. I've read at least fifteen of those. Oh, books. What was it like the Book It program? Book or something? It. If you got into Book really? It, yep. Yep. So. I, I went in there with my stamp. I was like, man, give me my pepperoni. Yep. <laughs> Let's go. And all I wanted. Damn, I missed out. Those pizzas were bomb too. But that's like pizza. I had pizza the other day. Taste way different than I remember. I hadn't had pizza in a while. And I was thinking, like, man, I want a pizza, you know, to take. And I remember from being a kid, and I just want to taste that again. And Pizza Hut is just doesn't taste it's, nothing. It tastes like different. I don't know what different. they did with the, the dough. The sauce is different. The dough is different. But yeah, I remember getting those little four little slices of book. It and the only books I would get was the Arnold Stein Goosebump books because I was yeah. into horror as a kid. That coincides so. with Meyer opening for me. Uh, I remember when Meyer first came to Fort Wayne, and my mom taking me there. That was the biggest grocery store I ever walked in my in my life. And I was already a Goosebumps fanatic. They had the biggest Goosebumps stand I've ever seen. This was 15 feet tall, full of books. Uh, yeah, you just brought back great memories from my childhood, Tommy. Well, man, it, like I said, it was the only way I can read a book. And when that movie came out, it all came rushing back to me like a flood of memories, like reading all those books. And I read them all the way through. I just didn't read just to get a act like I did it for real, like got a pizza from it. Yeah. I was like, no, I was like, no, I'm about to read this one about the, about the invisible dog and all this. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm all into this good, shit. Those are great. Yeah. It's it great books. He, he had a really good audience and I'm glad that they gave him like a, a cinema release of that uh, movie. I think they did a sequel to that one as well, but yeah, my head jib's going to be the first one, the first Goosebumps movie with uh, Jack Black. And I believe that's, that's on Netflix right now. So y'all can go and check that one. out. Nice. I'll, I'll go next and I'm going to go with Jack Black. Another Jack Black movie. Oh shit. Uh, from 2009, year one with um, what's the guy's name? Uh, uh, Michael, Michael Sarah. Uh, Michael Sarah. Them he was two, in the Barbie I wanted movie. To see that. Yeah, the two playing. Cave I forgot men. he was in the Barbie movie. Hilar- Shit. Oh yeah, he was yeah, awesome. Too, yeah. Barbie movie. He was yeah, hilarious. Yeah. Perfect casting there. Uh, him and him and Jack Black playing two cavemen. Everything is new to them. Uh, Jack Black trying to get the girl. Them walking across the world. They think the world is flat. Fighting off, <laughs> fighting off Canaanites and shit like that. Hilarious. Have you seen this, Ryan? I have not. Year one. It's on. Um, I did see. Did they have Cain and Abel? In Cain and Abel were fighting, and they, I got. Cain killed. Uh, 
can't kill Abel without while they were together. And it was like, man, what you doing, man? He said, I, you killed your brother? He's like, yeah, he's getting on my goddamn nerves. And he hit him with a rock and shit. And Michael Cera and, and Jack Black were panicking real bad. They tried to hide the body and shit. It was funny. It's funny as hell. It's it's stupid, kind of. It just, was really it was weird for me stupid. because I was I was I turned into Ryan. I couldn't turn my brain off. I was like, hold you on, you could turn your brain up. Yeah, I was like, yeah. the timeline don't fit it around right fit, here. Can and yeah. Abel ain't supposed to be here right, right. now. Right, that'd have been yeah. This is <laughs> they time traveling way after. Yeah, um, this was funny to me though. I like it was. I believe it was uh, directed by um, the Jude Law. Is it Jude? No, uh, the dude, the dude uh, from uh, uh, Ghostbusters. Oh. um... Damn it, why can't I think of his fucking name? Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis, yeah, that's one yeah, of his movies. Yeah, yeah. Really, it wasn't his son, it was actually the senior. It, I think he might have even been in it. Yeah, he played one of like the older men in it. Huh. Yeah, yeah, it's I funny. think this might have been the last uh, official project they directed before he passed away. Yeah. Damn. Funny times, man. This is a good little, give it a try, just to see what you think about. Jack Black have you rolling, because he... He's always fighting with this big ass cocky caveman for you know for supremacy in the in the in the little pack or the little clan they got. And Michael Sarah, he just wants to pick fruits and vegetables. He's all yeah, soft. He was like, and a, he was like a real big bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he trying to get on with the girl, but the girl only like the big cocky ass dude. So Jack Black trying to get cocky and shit. It's funny as hell. This is you know Jack Black. Not I'm a like fan. Jack Black now, but I thought he was a funnier in this around this time period. He's still funny now, but it's getting a little obnoxious to me sometimes. But Shallow How, all that era, this is around that era, early mid two thousands. Was like School of Rock, yeah, School of Rock, yeah. Out. Him and Michael Sarah did a good job together. This is on Amazon. Year one about the caveman. Basically about the caveman yeah, era. Yeah, because I'm not a yeah. big Michael Sarah fan. But he does good. Not since Superbad. Super what the bad. hell was he supposed to be in Barbie? Like gender, gender neutral Barbie? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. What the fuck was he? He's I funny. Think so. I think you're right. He, I feel like he... I thought he was hilarious. I feel, like he, I feel like he gave up on acting for a while. I didn't see him for a while. I think he was yeah. in like a Arrested Development. Oh, okay. With the one show with uh, Jason Bateman. Okay, yeah. I think yeah. it's on Netflix right now. He's, I can't he's remember. A, Have another seen Canadian the actor movie too? he was in that band? It was like his life was like a video game. Scott Pilgrim... <laughs> That is oh, a very underrated yeah. movie. That's I never a classic. Seen that one. I would never say seen that. that. I would even say it's classic. And yeah. outside of Captain America, he made that's another the, one. Chris too, Evans' best where movie. Where he was, it's another one. I can't remember the name. I have to look it up. I Michael, remember he was in This Is the End. That was with a bunch of them. But let me. I have to look at it. But he made another good movie that nobody really knows about. It's around the same time as Year One. And I can't remember the name of it. Like Mick and Norris, Infinite Playlist. I know that. Came he was out in Super Bad, of course. Um. Damn, hold on. I got. I got. I got to do. I got to think of this because it's gonna bug me forever. Well, this is the first, at least in recent memory, the first uh, Savant's podcast where you guys both have hidden gems that I have not seen. Juno, is it Juno? He was in Juno. That was actually that pretty was, good movie. That was pretty funny. I enjoyed that one. I'm not sure what happened to the actress who doesn't even go by female anymore. Have you seen? Uh, have you seen oh, what Juno looks oh, like now? Oh, Elliot Page now. You know. Oh yeah, they are posing topless now. It's not a pretty sight. Yeah, you can buy a six pack now. Good for you. (laughs) Youth in Revolt is what it's called. I've heard of that. I never saw that. That's a good one. I feel like I've seen that one before, but it's been a long time. This is another one where he's trying to get on with a girl, and he he start doing shit to get the girl, and like has like a split personality. This is this was a good movie. Youth in Revolt. Oh shit, I did watch. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely forgot about that one. That would be another hidden gem. Nice, so, yeah. That's uh, that's another one I haven't seen. Uh, yeah, I know we overstayed our welcome. I'll do mine quick. I 
purposely left off a movie when I was naming William Freakin's uh, catalog. God rest your genius soul. Uh, this is a movie that was freaking sweet when I saw it in the theaters. And uh, I think it's just going to just continue to grow its fan base as the years go by. 2003, The Hunted, starring Tommy Lee Jones and Benicio Del Toro. Oh, shit, I love that movie. That movie, talk, if look up Badass in the Dictionary, you're going to see the, the Hunted movie sitting right next to that. This movie is freaking sweet. Yeah, two uh, ex-military guys, their lives go different directions. Tommy Lee Jones ended up training Benicio Del Toro's character, and Benicio Del Toro that was so much during his military years, he pretty much turns into a mass murderer once he's out of military service. And Tommy Lee Jones is tasked with hunting him down. And uh, it all leads up to their mono mono at the end. And it is freaking sweet. Um, it just shows the, just the level of talent that William freaking has and making so many different movies and different genres. He can do horror thriller and just a straight up badass action movie like the hunted no cgi under under two and a half hours it, it's not drawn out and i love action movies that build up to a very satisfying finale this fight scene with Tommy lee jones and benicia del toro at the end of this is one for the books earns its r rating very underappreciated and uh yeah uh during those from 2000 to 2010, Benicio Del Toro was like one of those, was considered on the Hollywood A-list, and this is one of the movies why. If you get a chance, I would go ahead, I keep I keep pushing, invest in physical media, add this to your DVD Blu-ray collection, The Hunted, 2003, Tommy Lee Jones, Benicio Del Toro, uh, legendary actors, legendary filmmaker, and the recently deceased William Freakin', one of the best in all threes filmography. Well, anything with Benicio Del Toro is damn near going to be a great movie. Except The Last Jedi. <laughs> damn, I forgot he was in that <laughs> son of a bitch. It was so quick. That was, was a money grab, man. He probably just had some free time. He's like, all right, I'll do it. That just makes the movie worse that you have Benicio Del Toro in a Star Wars movie. And wait, you haven't seen The Raid 1 and 2 yet. Wait till you find out that the, the three best characters from The Raid series or in the Force Awakens, and we never saw them again. Wait till you see uh, that. Damn. Uh, okay, you got me intrigued. Really? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Those, those are the Asian guys when those uh, monsters. John Wick two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they were in John. They were. Was it two or three? Three. Three. They yeah. fought them in three. Yeah. But uh, yeah, when those balls, those monsters were chasing Harrison Ford and Chewbacca yeah. in the ship. Kanja Club or something. Yeah, Kanja they, Club. Yeah, Kanja the Asian. Club? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, first the Irish guy came out. Han Solo, <laughs> you're a dead man. Yeah, yeah. 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 The Conja Club. <laughs> yeah. Tell that to Conja Club. <laughs> oh, that was one of my favorite. I, I couldn't believe it when the raid actors they walked out. Ten, five minutes and that's it. If and that, you, yeah. yeah. They might have even got killed. But right. <sighs> oh, time to be alive. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a good time. All right, then. Thank y'all for tuning in to another great episode. Glad to have y'all back. Glad y'all got some education. If y'all haven't seen Oppenheimer already, it's a great, great movie, but it's a long one, man. So take a bathroom break before you go in there. That's why I made a mistake. <laughs> I know I missed something when I went to that bathroom. But yeah. yeah, man, I wanted to say shout out to everybody that's been keeping the cinema streaks out here hopping right now. 
If y'all went out to see Barbie, yeah, please message me and tell me how y'all felt about it. I, I feel some type of way about what they did to the Ken dolls in this one. I feel like they could have done a little bit better. Like, it, 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 I didn't like what they did with the black Ken dolls. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get I, I, at. But I, I didn't want, the, I, I didn't want to be that black dude. They tried to call out like the the black Ken doll. I was like, man, I, don't I took know one for the one. team. Yeah, <laughs> the desexualization of black males is a real thing in Hollywood. That's what, that was my biggest negative with the Barbie movie. I didn't like that musical number with Ken in the third act either. But yeah, the black Kens were a disappointment. Yeah, man, they they could have done a lot better. But what, what am I complaining about? It's a Barbie movie. It wasn't made for me, so no, it wasn't. I'm only going to complain so much. But if you haven't already, look us up on Facebook, Instagram. Like you get us out on iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, like anywhere you get your podcast. That's where we are. Hopefully you guys learned something this week, and hopefully you guys go out and see a movie this weekend. So go out and enjoy yourselves, and we'll catch you guys next week. So have a good one, y'all. All righty, good night. Cross the Spider-Verse on digital today. Ninja Turtles. Check that out. <laughs> <laughs> that is a shock. I...